0: Today is Wednesday, the 20th of March, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 460. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gure is here. Yep. And uh, we don't normally start the podcast off this way, uh, but unfortunately we have to this week. Yep. Um, Had some pretty terrible news happen over the last last week, and I think you wanted to talk about this in particular, so do you want to, like, I guess, share your thoughts exactly of what's going on?
1: Yeah, so while we were recording last week, uh, while like while we were recording, yeah. um, there was a there was a tragedy occurring in Christchurch in New Zealand, and I know we've got you know Kiwi listeners, and I don't know. It must like I just I can't help but imagine how devastating it must feel to a uh, country like new zealand where you know i've been to new zealand a couple of times and i have heaps of kiwi mates and it is just such a you know really positive and like solid community of people uh and obviously you know there's bad eggs everywhere i'm not getting into that kind of shit but just the the general spirit of new zealand is one of like overwhelming togetherness and stuff. And uh, a tragedy like the the Christchurch shootings has to have felt bad. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Uh, I know that like there are a bunch of streamers and stuff uh, doing, you know, setting up like donation drives and stuff like that. And I think that's a really good um, effort to go to like to, to strive towards to trying to, uh, you know, help people get back on their feet or stuff like that. Um, it was a pro Counter-Strike player who was uh, tragically killed uh, alongside, what was it, like 49 other people. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's it's one of those things where the, the ways it impacts you are always... I'm no different from person to person, but... Yeah, they you know on on this scale, it's always going to have an impact. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to acknowledge that it happened. And yeah, like the the concept of thoughts and prayers is so fucking played out these days that hmm. you're almost uh, loath to say it. But like, the, what else you know? What else can you do? I, I would I will point people towards uh, Aroha for New Zealand, which is the the streaming, I, I don't know, like a fucking event that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been set up by this dude, Solitaire, YTG, and I know a bunch of other streamers are getting involved. Uh, you know, Basically, everything that they earn uh, during this event, they're going um, to donate to the victims of the terrorist attack in New Zealand, which I think is fucking epic. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was super ultra mega shitty, and the mm. fact that he is clearly this denizen of the internet, this fucked hard dickhole from the deepest darkest reaches of you know being a fucked hard dickhole on the internet, just makes it I don't know, like that much worse. It's such a twenty nineteen event. I right. mean, you know, like uh, I don't imagine that such something like this could have happened as as few as five years ago, and yeah, it's just uh, it's a reminder of the way you know the world continues to grow. Sometimes it grows in really fucking shitty ways. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think
0: I think the the response out of that has been has been um, pretty great. I, I I like that almost immediately. New Zealand was like, we're banning these guns. Like, yeah, literally (laughs) within like a very short amount of time, they had they were like looking at changing their gun rules. And it's not something we normally talk about, and I don't think we go too deep into it. But I mean, you look at what's happening in places like America, where this thing, like, there are shootings every day over there. Yeah, and they just (laughs) they are so far up their ass about this fucking this amendment that. They just don't give a shit. And people are dying every day because of people getting shot. Um, and it's just like a regular current, current set. In Australia, you don't hear about that happening at all. And when it, when somebody does get shot, it's on the news. It's a big deal. Yeah. But over there, it just seems like it's all, it happens all the time, multiple times a day. And it's just not a big deal to them. Yeah. Um, and they just don't seem to care about it. So There's that Onion article, right?
1: Uh, yeah there's nothing we could have done about this says only nation where this happens regularly. Like, uh, and they just repost it every time there's another, and it's such a macabre way to illustrate what is seemingly a very basic point. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, obviously I think New Zealand's response is a much more positive way to illustrate the same point. But, um, yeah, there's that there's, you know, Eggboy the legend uh egging Fraser Anning uh I uh, I spent a good deal of my weekend arguing with my dipshit relatives who uh suddenly extremely anti any kind of assault and hitting someone with an egg is, is assault ah oh, ah oh, you know oh, now you oh, I guess it's fine it's fine to hurt people who have different beliefs to you is that is that The case, Job. Yeah. If their beliefs are neo-Nazi beliefs, yes, it's fine to hurt neo-Nazis. 70 years ago... With an egg. Hurting Nazis was fucking cool. Now, we've fucking somehow turned around to a point where hurting Nazis isn't cool again. What the fuck is going on? And these are people that... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some people that were fucking fine with being hurt. You know... Anyway, I don't want to get into how fucked my family is. Uh, but, like, it is, you know, it is a conversation that I think at some point we, we've all been needing to have this, you know, the, the rise of uh, radical right-wing thinking. I don't think it's a topic of conversation <coughs> this podcast is yep. equipped to, to handle. But, uh, yeah, like, it is it is one that I think we are, like, as as a culture going to encounter more and more. Uh, and yeah, like, sadly, this was a, a catalyst for it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, I don't know. Just, like I said, just wanted to acknowledge that it happened. And we're
0: obviously sad about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like when we're recording, we're usually in a bubble and to come out and see that yeah. sort of stuff. Oh, um, uh, it yeah, was a bit shocking.
1: <laughs> well, like we were literally sitting on that our our recorder call afterwards and i was just yeah like fucking blown away at what was being what was going on like what was being yeah anyway it was fucked
0: yeah fucked uh let's move on yeah what do we got um There's some things here that I've never heard of and would like to ask you about. Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill. Yep. This does not sound like a game (laughs) that would be something you'd normally talk about. Uh, To me, this sounds like an adventure game. It is a
1: board game. Ah, okay. You've been rope doped Yeah. Um, Yeah, um, I've been playing a lot more board games more recently. I found a... um, we found uh, some people who actually play board games uh, properly. And that, by that, I mean, uh, I can actually ex- sit there and, and explain a bunch of rules to a person uh, and not have them get bored. Like, I don't know. one forty-five minutes one, in. 45 minutes. Four minutes in, <laughs> motherfucker. We and always and play board like, games
0: that require you to watch an hour video yeah. on how to set up. Yeah, <laughs> And it's usually like, fuck it, we'll play Monopoly. <laughs> that's basically that's
1: basically what I'm driving at uh, the amount of times I have you know I have a fantastic collection of board games uh, and I've failed to play many of them but um, yeah we've found you know some um, board gamey nerdy types uh, so I've been playing board games with them uh, House on Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill is one I've been wanting to play for fucking ages uh, it's awesome it's a great game. You, uh, you're basically a bunch of uh, psychics going into this haunted house. Uh, and, yeah, it's very similar. I don't know if you ever played it with me. Uh, Dead Dead of Winter, did you ever play that with me? It was like a zombie game. Zombie. Time.
0: Um, no. That's the tile based zombie game? Yeah. No, I think I always wanted to play that. Um, well, I, do I have might it. even have that. I feel like I've got it here. Th-
1: you might have... Last Night on Earth? That's the other one. Pretty similar.
0: Yeah. It's, Last Night
1: on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I've never, I've got it and I've never played it. They're both, they're both like, they have similar, like, they're quite similar. Uh, and this one is in a similar vein to that as well, uh, except uh, it's a bit more, it's a bit clearer on its path of progression and how it plays out like uh I find that you know uh, Last Night on Earth is sort of uh you do have a very good idea of how things are, are going to run uh you start and everything immediately goes to shit while you try to stay alive um and you've got your characters and they have their different traits and you are scavenging for items and stuff like that um over across like this uh player map uh dead of winter does something similar uh but is a little like more constructed has the potential for betrayal but ultimately you're trying to keep like this what was that fucking what was that vampire movie in the snow uh
0: the one with the guy um the guy who used to be in every <laughs> the fucking guy. yeah, he used to be like all the teenage romance movies. Yeah, the comedy romance movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, forty days it was like of forty night, days of forty night. No, not, For, not no, not, no, forty nine. <laughs> that was like a Aaron Ford film, was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Forty days of night, something like that. Yeah, sort of like that. Uh, Hundred days of
1: summer. Uh, that's it. Five hundred days of winter. Um, <laughs> winter. The dead of winter. The dead of winter. Uh, yeah, you you are sort of taking supplies back, and there's the potential for someone to be a betrayer and that kind of stuff. This betrayal of house on haunted hill is a little bit more more straightforward in that you enter and it's sort of the way I see it. Like I don't know if I didn't read, I wasn't the one reading the rule book for once, um, so I didn't necessarily get this out of it but the way i saw it is every turn every like turn around the fucking board is an hour over the course of this night because it seems like it's impossible for a gate to go like past eight hours really uh, because it's it has it's like morning. two two phases to it it has like the initial the start phase where you're in there you're looting you're trying to find stuff you're just seeing what's happening and it's got the haunt phase and the, when the haunt phase kicks off everything fucking changes uh you like you can die uh someone becomes a, a traitor and it's trying to fucking like either just subtly fuck you or out and out fucking kill you like straight up just end you uh like that kind of stuff uh it's it's very like bang the clock strikes midnight and everything's going to shit and you have to do your best to survive um so we played it it's awesome like i love to the bits there is a uh there's a legacy version of it that i very much want to get now Right, because you know I like my legacy games, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it sort of takes that betrayal concept and melds it into something a bit more uh, like permanent. You like, yeah, your bloodlines sort of like evolve and stuff like that. Oh, there's also a, a Boulder's Gate version. There's Betrayal mm-hmm. at Boulder's Gate, which is essentially the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, it is. Uh, very much for dnt nerds uh but i i assume as a fan of Bowler's gate bowlers gate 2 uh that i would get quite a bit out of it but i imagine that my not bowlers gate nerd friends would not get all that much out of it anyway uh yeah it's a fucking awesome game and as you like as you sort of go through this house you unveil new tiles to like you explore new stuff throughout the Uh, the house and it doesn't exist until you like sort of flip it and it reveals all sorts of like either like pitfalls or boons or like secret stairs and shit like that and you Mm. it really feels like you're actually searching through this house which is fucking sick um i'm a huge fan
0: and yeah uh definitely keen to play it again so these legacy games is that an actual company or is that just like a branding that people have taken on
1: it's it's more like a genre uh
0: like uh i don't know fucking rpg or something like so it's not like there's a company out there doing these types of versions and they're like leasing the license no yeah they've just someone did it and they're like that's a cool name i'm gonna like adopt that and put it in our own
1: now, when someone's going to do a game in, in that variant, they whack Legacy on the, the end. Right. And yeah, like that indicates that people, because there's fucking tons of them now, man. Like there's yeah, Risk there's Legacy, which is the one uh, that we originally played the fuck out of. And then there's Pandemic Legacy, uh, which I own as well. And I think we played that. Yeah, we played I'm pretty it. Pretty sure you um, played that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And then, like, but now it's. Like you, it's down a fucking rabbit hole. There's like Werewolf Legacy. werewolf is that like, yeah. uh, Town of Salem type game. Uh, there's Werewolf Legacy. There's fucking Betrayal Legacy. There's like shit tons of Legacy games, hmm. um, which is pretty cool. I think it's a like a really cool, like, as someone who doesn't get to play fuck tons of board games, uh, like or play one board game fuck tons of times, it makes it feel. Like if you're going back to the same board game, it makes it feel like you aren't, you know, pissing away time when you could be experiencing yeah. a new one or something because you are experiencing a new version of that old mm. board game, which is sick.
0: Yeah, I've got those um, the legendary ones, and we've played a couple of them a while back. Um, I think it was like an might have been an Avengers. I think it was Avengers, and they've got like 600 cards in them, and you pick like. Um, it's like a scenario, and it's, it says, predator. Like, "All right, what's this that?" A predator Legend. No, we so we haven't played that one yet. Well, yeah, we opened it. Yeah, we opened it. <laughs> yeah, we opened it. And so there's like, it's one of those games where every time you play it, it's it's very different because yeah. there's 600 cards. It's like, all right, what scenario do you want to play? You kind of pick. Um, I think the like this the scenario and then it's like all right you have to take these cards out and then these are like the bad guys you're versing yeah and they've got special abilities and then so you've kind of um each time you play it it's sort of completely different because everybody is uh working together to beat the actual game yeah. and so you, you spend like i don't know half an hour 45 minutes i, I can't remember how long it takes but but then, like, all right, that game's done, and then you can go to the next one, and then it's like a different thing altogether. Yeah. Um. So they they're like we yeah we didn't actually play Predator It's one no. I don't get to. Yeah. Because I fucking love Predator. Yep. Um. But yeah, that's what kind of reminded me about Legacy is that like this this genre. But these guys, I think, Legendary is like the brand, and they've just yep. grabbed all these different IPs. They, and yeah. They definitely do the licensing thing. We're like, hey... And the cool thing about that again is like they've got expansion packs, which I think. I don't think that's a thing on the the legacy stuff. Like, not that I've seen. Uh, um,
1: no, I can't think of any that have done it that
0: but way. But like, that's one of those things where you can. All right, well, I've finished all those cards, and then you can go and buy an expansion, and then bring them yeah. into it, and it, like completely change the game again. Can't um, you? You can meld a couple of the legendary packs as well,
1: sort of like you can with Munchkin.
0: Probably, like, I'm pretty. Th- sure. There's probably the official rules, or yeah. somebody's like slapped Don't one together way
1: where you can get the avengers and the x-men one in together or some shit
0: yeah yeah i mean it's one of those games where you can kind of write your own yeah uh like make your own scenarios type thing uh, yeah yeah no but we should definitely get around to the predator one some some stage we should have a just need to predator watch the, the video name. how to <laughs> yeah. how to do it yeah, it's one of those things where you need year. like to watch a video for an hour and then it's like oh, okay yeah cool i understand how all this works Cause it takes a while to set up like the board game Yep. sorry the actual like board, board and then yeah. figure out the rules but yeah um, but once that's done it's pretty easy because like everything particularly in legendary it's like the rules are written on the board like the turn yeah. phases and all that so once and it's then all, it all set it as
1: it's like place on the board and stuff a lot of board games are pretty good at that yeah piece, it's just it's, knowing the intricacies about yeah. like
0: how does all this stuff work
1: yeah yeah and uh, yeah I've definitely we've definitely had a couple of attempts at play that's what we need to do we need to watch the video while sober because I think that's how the Predator 1 went wrong is no we the were, Predator 1 was we were going to play it and we
0: ran out of time because we were like unboxing it
1: yeah yeah that's right but we were also drinking at the same time we were also drinking which, which was slow we were, like, slow we're
0: drinking through yeah. this and by the time we unboxed it unwrapped we, everything yeah. and we are watching this video I was like we don't have time for this that's true yeah yeah all right anyway excellent all right what's next
1: you tell me meteor fall right metro metro fall is that what mm-hmm. you're gonna say oh meteor fall sorry yeah <laughs> meteor fall i talked about this line last yeah. week it's the card game on the phone uh it's pretty cool uh i managed to beat all of the like beat it with all of the things since i last talked about it Last time I'd only beat it with one, but now I've done them all. Right. Uh, and it turns out there's five tiers that you have to beat them by. Uh, so you beat it with the wizard, and you have to beat it five more times on increasingly harder difficulty levels before you've completed a run. Uh, completed the game, rather. Uh, so I guess that's, I don't know, keeping me going. I, I still love the fucking shit out of it. I'm a huge fan um, so I have been playing the fuck out of it but I just wanted to say yeah now that I've uh, k- finished all of the all of the things there's more to go so yeah I did find it kind of easy initially but uh, it's getting trickier on harder difficulty levels yeah uh, alright cool um, what's next Baba is you yeah uh, Barber is You is a puzzle game uh, that came out last week and it's kind of weird. It's a bit of a weird one uh, because it's about the puzzles are the rules themselves. Um, so it's sort of like a semantic puzzle, right? Mm. So Barber is You indicates uh, that the rule of that, like that is a rule. Baba is you is the title, but it's also a rule in and of itself in that Baba is this little kitten type thing. And is you indicates that Baba is the playable character. All right. And so you can do, you can change that. You can make it so rock is you. And then suddenly a rock is the playable character or Keki is this little orange I think walking penis, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's a walking penis. <laughs> um and like you can make it so Keki is you. Um and Yeah, the game revolves around you solving puzzles based entirely on the like the semantics of the words that you have available. So sometimes like what it does, what it will do is like straight up just lock you out from being able to affect some words. So it might make it so that uh, wall is stop and it might block that with a wall which means to do something, like to change that, you would need to somehow get through the wall, but wall is stop, so you can't do it. So wall remains stop and so the puzzle for you from there uh, is to work out how to get over the water because water is sink, hmm. and so if you can push the word sink out of that uh, that chain, right, that like rule, then suddenly you're able to just walk straight over the water and it doesn't do anything to like to affect you, right? Um, so the game revolves around you sort of working through puzzles that basically force you to, to think well outside of the box based on, on the rules that are at hand. And it's tricky. It rem- like, it's It's a good puzzle game. I'm not crazy about the art style. It's very, you know, uh, quirky or whatever. Like
0: It's an art style that it looks like, because while you were talking, I was looking at some pictures yeah and reading up on it um it's an art style that i think is we've seen a lot of in the last couple of years
1: yeah that sort of uh l- deliberately shitty indie style i don't know I don't really go <laughs> like an you know, ascii um yeah but like one step beyond ascii type yeah yeah but like you know the words it's like hand drawn as well and So the words are like sort of childish and all childlike or whatever the fuck. And I just, yeah, I just basically generally don't go in for that um, sort of thing. It's not my jam art style wise, but it doesn't really impact the puzzles uh, because the puzzles revolve entirely around words themselves. Sure. Mm, I like words. I'm a mad semantic (laughs) dickhead. So it's definitely my sort of puzzle game. Somewhat of a fucking tough man. Uh, one of the puzzles, uh, I think probably the only, like, the, the biggest hurdle I've had, I had to look up the answer to one of these fucking puzzles. And it was a rule, it was, like, it basically didn't uh, abide by the fucking semantic rules of the game. There's, a, like, a, a trick where you can sort of collapse the playable character onto a word. And you can use that to shift it in a way that normally you can't. And I had never seen it done before. And there's no reason why I'd be able to work out that it could be done. So I felt like it was like, it's it's a useful technique to know, but it is a horseshit thing to include in your otherwise pretty, uh, pretty well laid out set of rules um, especially when rules are the entire fucking game um, it's hard to explain how exactly it worked or why it pissed me off so much basically you can like <sighs> shove your way like shove a word into a wall and if you can collapse uh, like you you stand in the corner of a wall and you've got another you below these words and then you push up on this chain of words, you will collapse into the word itself. So you'll exist in the same space as one of the words. Right. And then you can move down and it will shift and break the sentence, which is a critical way as far as I can tell to uh, solve this puzzle, but literally nowhere else had I ever done such a thing before. So I had no reason to be able to work that out. Right. Like it's not a general technique for shifting sentences apart. So it's just sort of a garbage thing that exists. Uh, On the other hand, there was a really good one that I took me fucking forever to fucking work out. Uh, that was sort of almost like, uh, uh, like an engine in its solution. Uh, there was like a, uh, um, there was like a strip of water that I couldn't cross because water was defeat and defeat is a hard and fast it, like you can't like find some way around like if for sink you can like push a rock into it and it, the rock will sink and then it becomes rock
2: hmm.
1: so you can walk over it right defeat doesn't work like that it just destroys anything that comes into contact with it if such like if that thing is alive at the time or is at the time uh, to borrow the the, the the phrasing of the game. Um, so to get across this fucking water, which was defeat, I need to set it up so that... Uh, like, I think it was Barber's? Like, Barber is move, right? And if Barber is move and you wait, then it will just sort of move on its own. And so barber is move and I had to set it up so there were two barbers and a third barber and they could like all push these words across but they would also push across my keki because keki is you uh, in this situation right but I also had to have it so that when it did that keki would stop being me so I because if keki is when the movement occurs, then when Keki touches the water, Keki is defeated, Keki loses and you you fail. So you basically had to set it up so that Baba would move all of the, all of these words and Keki across this fucking water while you were technically not anything and then when it got to the other side it would push it across and Keki would become would like Keki is you would would kick in Again, right. and you would be able to move out of the fucking way and, and finish the level. Right. That fu- that was fucking awesome. Like when I when I fucking worked that one out, like it was just a, it was complete by accident because I worked out that I could fucking shove the barbers into the water. and I'm like, wait, so defeat only affects things that is at the time. Uh, so you know, if something isn't, uh, is, well, is, isn't me then it won't be affected by the water. So maybe there's some way that I can get across the water and then like down this fucking rabbit hole all the way to, I'm just going to like let these dudes shove me the fucking cross. And it took like some doing as well because like the exact construction of it, uh, of the layout was tricky as fuck. Um, But yeah, once I did it, I felt like a fucking mad genius. Yeah. How did oh, you go about
0: leaving the fox with the chicken so they didn't kill each other <laughs> and the chicken didn't eat the yeah the food yeah, yeah. how would you go with that one
1: um, no I think I failed I think I <laughs> failed the fox the scorpion stung the frog when they were halfway across the river and uh, yeah it didn't help but yeah it's a it's a cool game like yeah it's I've been playing on a switch as opposed to PC uh, I think it's better on switch. Cause it is definitely a toilet time game. Right. If, it, yeah. if it, there was one, uh, I'm not about to sit there for hours at a time uh, at my PC playing Baba Is You, but I will sit there for hours at a time on my toilet playing Baba Is You. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. good. Like the game sounds familiar. Um, I don't know where I've heard of it before. If it was on one of the, like, major publishers... Sorry, one of the major console makers were, like, pushing it during some presentation, but it, it looked... Sorry, the n- name of it sounds familiar and the look mm. of it is definitely familiar as well. That's why I was reading up on it to try and figure out, like, where... where I've seen yeah, this before. Um...
1: The other thing I forgot to say is it's got that portal thing going for it uh, where you've got to, like, think with portals. You've got to think with Babas 100% to get, like... Yeah, through the fucking level, um, you've got to think in the f- the frame of the game, uh, which is you know one of my favorite things about puzzle games. They change your way of looking at things, change your perspective. Yeah, and uh, Baba does it quite well. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh, what's next? Um, I'll give you a break. All right. I'll talk about some hardware. Sure. Because that's exciting. Um, Yeah, so I've been working on an article uh, this last couple of, um, like, two, three months um, about a a GTX 2080, the new NVIDIA, um, sorry, the RTX 2080, the new NVIDIA um, graphics card lineup. And basically, uh, NVIDIA sent one across to me earlier started start of this year. And I've been um, messing around with it for a while. The article that I ended up coming up with was, or that I ended up like talking to them about, I wanted to do was basically a, like, what happens when you stick an RTX 2080 into an, an older PC. Um, see a lot of, like, uh, articles going around when stuff like this comes out about, like, hey, we've benchmarked this new, this new graphics card and here's the rig that it's like attached to and it's like a $4,000 PC with the latest CPU and a shitload of RAM in it, the latest, um, you know, motherboard and whatnot, you know, a three, $4,000 monitor. And the average person generally doesn't have a computer like that at that stage. Yeah. So I went about like, all right, well, you can sort of read that stuff at your enthusiast websites that, do, like, really good jobs of this thing that really break it down. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'll do something a little bit different. So what happens when you stick a, you know, top-of-the-line graphics card into an older PC? Yeah. Does stuff still work? And, um, yeah, that's kind of the angle that I went for with this one. And to give you an idea, I generally um, sort of do a computer refresh every six years-ish. between Six? six. About, yeah. Yeah. Like a full, every, full refresh. Yeah, like I'll do everything. Like everything's yeah, yeah. All right. you know, usually it'll be like around the console cycle. The console cycle the last couple of years has been about eight years. Yeah. Um and I like to sort of do it around then. So between six and eight years. Yeah. Um which means that I, you know, new CPU, new motherboard, new graphics card, new RAM. Um I got a new monitor last time. Everything, like new fan, all that sort of stuff. It sort of comes out. Start start from scratch. Usually spent usually spend like a, a decent amount of money so that it lasts me that amount of time. To like give you an idea. I guess probably the most graphics intensive game that we play recently would probably be Battlefield 5, I would say. It's probably one of the best looking games on PC, but also one of the best optimized games on PC. Um and in that game like we can play multiplayer and I will get a solid you know between 80 to 120 frames in multiplayer 64 player map easy done um and in games that I play generally don't drop below 60 like it my computer at the moment still holds up to give you an idea of what I'm running at the moment uh it's an Intel i7, forty-seven ninety K, I believe uh, I've got it here. Let me just check. It's it was like a yeah four four seven eight k. It was like a like expensive. You yeah, co- costs like a couple at that one point, two k or a thousand or maybe not even that much. I can't remember back then, but it was like a good one of the really good fourth generation yeah uh, CPUs. I've got uh, uh, eight gig of RAM in there and a, a Fatality H. 8-7 performance motherboard and that was with a GTX 980 um, so at the time that was one of the best graphics card out obviously the one above that was the TI I don't remember if the TI came out at the same time no or if it was a little bit later I'm pretty sure it was a bit later yeah. yeah they didn't do it like they're doing it now but at the time that was like the best one you could buy and I think you got one
1: nah, as well No, nah, I didn't have the
0: 980 was that Nate, Nate had maybe? the Nate had the 980 I had All the right.
1: 780 and I went from that to the 1070 1070 right yeah
0: Yeah. so really good graphics card that was about five years ago um that i did all this and then basically i did a bunch of um like benchmarks between that pc and then what happens when i chuck an rtx 2080 in there and uh I, i tried out a couple of games some stuff that we were playing um the things that i checked out was call of duty black ops 4 Mm -hmm. um battlefield 5 just cause 4 and gears of war 4 um sort of a bunch of games that are on different engines and stuff that has been released within the last couple of months and stuff that has been released like a little while back sort of just to get a bit of a scaling going and um Yeah, to give you an idea of sort of where I started with... I basically tried to go for... When you launch a game and you've got graphics options... There's usually presets of like... Low, medium, high, ultra, things like that... I tried to grab the highest one in each game... um, Run a a series of benchmarks for about a minute in each one... At a certain section of the game... And then I ran that about three or four times... Got an average... And then that was like my average frame rate I was getting... Um, So to give you an idea... In uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four, I was getting eighty-three originally frames. Uh, on Gears the of War 980. Four. Sorry, on the nine eighty. Yes, on the nine eighty. Yep. Uh, Gears of War Four was pulling eighty-one on Ultra. Battlefield Five was sixty-one. That was um, just standard, uh, which was the single-player, um, the single-player map. So there's right. yeah, okay. a series of like four really sort of short. Introductory maps in there, and I run a bunch of that sort of stuff through there. So this wasn't multiplayer, yeah. Um, but on Ultra, everything jacked up. Still, sixty-one. That's I feel like that's a pretty playable frame rate. Yeah. Like anything above sixty, cool with. Yep. And then um, Just Cause Four was kind of the one that was a little bit like not as great as the others. It still hit sixty-one. Like, uh, sorry, sixty-seven. But um, it's not as optimized that game, like you can tell just looking at it. Frame rate fluctuates quite a lot between the highs and lows, so that one was a bit bit shaky. And then on top of that, I did like the 3D mark benchmarks as well, um, which I have a copy of. I don't know if it's free. I think it might be free these days, right? But anyway, I've got a copy on Steam, and I run a run a series of them. There's kind of different ones that you can do in 3D mark. There's like the DirectX 12. With, like, the high-end graphics uh, graphics cards with high-end CPU parts that you can run. And that's really sort of intensive. Um, what I was getting with the 980 on that one was 24 frames on TimeSpy. Which is sort of, like, the the one that really kicks the shit out of your graphics card. Right. And then from there on, um, the rest of them were, were pretty solid. I did two other tests, but, yeah. So, like... Pretty decent results. Most of them are above 60. Um, Extremely playable still. So I feel like you could probably get another two years out of like a 980 for games that you want still to look really good. Yeah. Um, But if you're playing like a multiplayer game and you're taking it really seriously, I, I have that fine line where in Battlefield, I change a lot of settings to sort of make it look good. But I still want a really high frame rate. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's kind of it. I guess it just depends on the player and how you want to play that sort of stuff. I like a really like smooth experience. Multiplayer games, I generally would like it to look good, but at the same time, I'd rather it just run really good. Yeah. So you got to know what balance you want. Yeah. And then so I chucked in the RTX 2080, ran the same tests, and a bit surprised at how how much performance I was still getting out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so to give you an idea, basically my frame rate almost doubled on every single test that I did. The, um, Call of Duty Black Ops went from 83 to 150 frames. Gears of War 4 went from 81 to 146. Battlefield 5 went from 61 to 120. And then Just Cause 4 went from 67 to 108. And then if you look at the 3 D Mark tests, um, I went from Time Spy on twenty four to seventy one, which was like the really uh, that's fucking huge. The DX 12 one, nearly three times as much. Yeah. And then um, Skydiver is sort of the the like the older series of tests. Like that's not really pushing it that hard, but it's it's I think it's one of the oldest ones I got in there. That went from one hundred and eighty frames to three hundred and fifty. <laughs> and then Fire Strike went from fifty seven to one hundred and thirty six, so that was quite high as well. Do you have any CPU intensive ones? Because it'd be really interesting
1: to see if the The graphics card could like fucking, yeah. Yeah. Could power through a bottleneck like that.
0: So 3 d Mark breaks up that sort of stuff. Like it will run a graphics test. It runs a physics test. It runs a CPU test. And so you can get breakdowns of like, all right, what exactly, not necessarily like where is bottlenecks, but you can sort of get an idea Um yeah, and so you can grab the scores and and look at all right. Well, what has what's really affecting this overall score, and then you can compare that with other people online and look at all right. They've got a uh, a twenty eighty, but they're running like a i seven, you know, seventh gen- seventh generation Intel. Like, where what are they doing that's different to me? Yeah. Um, so you can compare that stuff, and then. That's something that I also put in the article. Like, um, sort of isolated the overall 3D Mark score, and then what was the actual graphics score, like without the CPU stuff, without the physics. Like, what is it giving me? Um, so I've got some stuff in there about that. And there are like apps out there that will show you, um, like, how your CPU is running. Some of the some of the um, the benchmark tests, like in I know Division Two does it. I think uh, Gears of War, if I remember, does it as well. Like, it will show you how hard your PC is running. Mm. Um, generally, like, it's not running flat out. It's usually doing 60% usage. Um, but then, like, it's taking over certain aspects of what the game's trying to do. I mean, sometimes there are bottlenecks and whatnot, but yeah. I mean, there are ways to figure that out, but it's a bit more digging you've kind of got to go through. Um, so yeah, I was uh, the other test that I ran was the DXR. Um, DXR is basically like DirectX ray tracing, um, and it's one of the things that the GTX twenty sorry the RTX twenty eighty is doing. Like that's the thing they're pushing. We've talked about it on here before, which is real time ray tracing, which they do uh, a lot of in film and TV, and you know these giant movies that you see where they render scenes and they try and make the lighting sort of look as look and behave as realistically as possible. And in and those, those sort of circumstances, they've got like server farms that are running all this stuff and it's rendering. It takes hours and hours to run a scene. Yep. And NVIDIA have... the helicopters still look like shit. <laughs> yeah, all Crazy. the, time. All the um, time. And so NVIDIA have put like a, a core in it on this this card that is like taking over that and they're using AI as well to sort of um have the two work together and really bring real-time ray tracing to to video games and yeah and i've talked about like how good it looks in some of these games you can go online and look at um i guess the one that's doing it really well recently and it's the example that i talked about uh about six months ago was metro um oh yeah and uh during that demo the guys at nvidia were like taking me through the map and like turning rtx on and off and like you could really see the lighting differences the way it sort of changes in a room where like light is coming in through a window and it's bouncing around the wall the the sort of the walls and it's shadowing and it's like the room looks like the way it should be as opposed to it just sort of being lit up and um you know a, a, an artist has put a light source over here in the corner and make that light up like that doesn't work the way that it's weights supposed to now it's like the light is coming in through the window it's behaving how it should be so yeah. the room looks you know it looks real and uh, I think that's probably one of the most impressive ones that are on there the the examples of battlefield is doing is is things like having reflections and lighting bounce off of the things in the environment that you can't normally see and that's the way that like that game developers have sort of tricked people in the past like you'll look at a reflection on a surface but it's not really a reflection it is a map that is being generated somewhere and they just kind of stick that onto the surface and um and because the way the rendering works is unless you can actually see it on your screen it can't tell you what's happening on that surface elsewhere and but what Ray tracing is doing, it's generating that lighting and things that are happening behind you and it puts it on that surface. You can see it now like a reflection in a glass, on glass or reflection on a car or in a puddle on the ground. Yeah. And we've talked about that in terms of like, I think it was you and I, maybe even Nate. Like, I think Nate's talked about it a lot because he'd like to look into it a bit more. But like, is that an advantage in multiplayer games? Yeah. Can you use surfaces to see it around a corner? Is, is there someone around that corner hiding? You can absolutely use that to your your advantage, but then like, how does that affect performance in the game? Is that really worth it? Um, and I think years from now, it's absolutely going to be a thing like that that we'll probably see at some stage. Like that, pro players will start using a lot more because we'll get to that stage where performance won't really be a problem doing this sort of thing, and that in the end does end up being some sort of advantage. Um, so I looked at. Direct X, uh, sorry, DXR in Battlefield, there aren't a lot of games to do it. DXR is one of the, the new ones. I think the patch went in sort of earlier this year. Yeah. When I first tested it, it ran like absolute crap. I was yeah. getting about 15 frames a second. Um, it was a really early implementation of it. it I was pretty unimpressed because <laughs> yeah. obviously it wasn't playing that well. Um, oh, oh, I didn't mention, but all these tests I was running was at 1080p, not at yep. anything high, because that's the max res that I can do on my current setup. Yep. Um, yeah, so not that great. Anyway, they've sort of been iterating on that. They worked on a couple of patches and it's in a pretty good spot now. Um, the test that I ran was, was basically uh, 80 frames per second. So I was getting a performance hit of about 40 frames. Um, but that's using DXR on Ultra which is the highest setting that they've got in the game. Yep. And um, you can actually tweak it to, like, low, medium, high, ultra, that that type of thing. And it changes the, like, the look of reflections and lighting and how, how actually good it looks. Right. And a lot of this stuff looks, looks yeah, looks outstanding. Like, it really changes um, the look of the environment. And if you really want that immersive experience in, like, your Battlefield single-player campaign... Um, Absolutely, I think it's worth taking the hit, especially if you're getting eighty. Like, eighty is still very good frame rate to run. Um, yeah. You could probably lock it at like sixty and be super happy with that. Uh, look, at, you know, anything you're not going to get that on a console. So yeah, yeah. Um, what else was there? Uh, DLSS was the other thing I've talked about that before as well. It's their new anti-aliasing that they're doing. Um, yeah. It's only available on high-end. Uh, resolutions at the moment because they're sort of um the way that it works is it it really it really takes advantage of when you're um like running into problems with performance issues and that's when that sort of dlss really kicks in and takes takes advantage of that i've seen it running in the past um it's the ai one right Yeah, it's using AI to do anti-aliasing. And uh, it's still, again, in early stages, they are still working on it a lot. Developers are still trying to figure out how to best use this. Um, The biggest concern that I've seen online is that it does make things a bit blurrier in some games. Um, But it's also relieving performance quite a bit. Um, Again, developers and NVIDIA are still working on it. I'm sure they'll get there. I mean um they're definitely committed to this stuff so it'll be cool to see them be able to do like a new form of anti-aliasing where it doesn't negatively impact your performance like you'll get an extra 40 frames out of it that'd be fucking sick because anti-aliasing is one of those things where um i like to use it a lot in in multiplayer games like it's one of the things where i'm like it needs to be on in multiplayer games because especially if it's a game where i'm shooting at a distance. Like, I want to be able to see things that are moving properly. I don't want to see jagged the edges off in the distance and think it's a person. Like, I want yeah. everything to look smooth. Um, games like PUBG had that problem where you're like, is that a tree oh, yeah. or is oh, that yeah. a person or a bush? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, generally, like, in multiplayer games, that is maxed for me. Like, I'll have that as high as it can go. Um, so, and that, that will normally take a big hit on your PC. But, Yeah. If it's a fast-paced, close game, like Battlefield, or Call of Duty, um, Apex Legends, like, I don't really... It's not a big deal. It's more the stuff... Like, maybe in Battlefield 5 Firestorm, I'll be like, all right, yeah, this is needed. Like, right. turn that bitch up. Yeah. Um, but, otherwise, I just couldn't give a crap. So, I, I didn't get a chance to check out any um, DLSS, because I'm not running a 4K monitor. Um, yeah, right. But... It sounds like it's still really trying to work out some of those hitches. There are other games out there using it, things like Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of bunch of other uh, games that are on their sort of pipeline that they're working with. Um, but Battlefield seems to be well, the big one. In our game's house that's really um, pushing it, and I've been using it um, a lot. So yeah, it looks yeah. great. Otherwise, you can be using it
1: even more in five days five yeah. days for
0: the Battlefield the storm, um, yeah so yeah I guess like I was was the was, verdict yeah man I, I think um, so like the way I look at it now is you don't re- like the way I was doing it was I don't need to update every six years I can get away with spending a shitload of money on a high-end gaming PC yep. get to the end or get to close to the, to the end of that lifestyle chuck in a high end graphics card and then push an extra couple of years out of it. Like two or three years from now when I'm like, all right, maybe I want to update to 1440 P or maybe 4k monitors drop down in price. Um, and I want to jump onto that bandwagon then. All right, cool. Now it's time to update my CPU motherboard and everything else. But for the moment, for me, someone who's playing games at 1080 P, um, I can squeeze easily another couple of years out of this current setup without having to update everything else. Obviously, there are bottlenecks. Two like, things. Yeah. Two things.
1: Now that sync monitors work on G-Sync... Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that 4K monitors haven't found their way into your price range yet. Sure. Because uh, there's fucking tons of really well-priced FreeSync monitors that are 1440p now. And secondly... Isn't a fucking GT... An RTX 2080 fucking $1,400? Um, I guess it depends on where you get it from. Between, let's say, $1,100 and $1,400? Sure. Isn't that around what you'd pay for the rest of the components?
0: Yeah no, but my point is, if you're updating your entire PC, yeah, yeah. So you if you're doing the
1: graphics to. card as well, and yeah, you, like you actually don't need to, you can put off.
0: You space everything
1: out. except for the graphics card for a couple of years. Yeah, but and, and yeah, I, no, I, I'm just else. wondering. I I would love to like. I, I'm not expecting you to do this, although it might be like a, a pricing breakdown. Excuse. No, I'd, I'd love to see you buy the rest of the beast fucking computer. The beast computer you would buy if you were to upgrade today. And then right? compare that, yeah. Slap a fucking 980 in it and see see how it compares. Right. Because I think that would be an interesting one. I think that the, you know, the computer with the 2080 would fucking slap the fuck out of everything. But yeah. uh, it would be like, yeah, generally, I think the 2080 is a bit of a outlier i think generally you wouldn't be able to get away with a massive graphics card giving you two to three extra years i don't think it would because usually that's my strategy my strategy for computer life cycle is to buy something uh, and towards the end i will buy a, another graphics card and maybe another stick of ram Right? And I'll get another couple of years out of it until sure. I absolutely have to fucking upgrade. That's what I did with this this bad boy, although I'm on a 10, 10, 1070 at the moment. Um, I fully expect that when I find a reasonable price for a 2080, um, I, can, I can 100% do that and jump. Like the improvements to my PC will be fucking astronomical. By the time I'm ready to do that, we'll probably be up to the 3080 or whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah uh, and it'll be like, like the new console like life cycle it, yeah. it, like that's probably next year or at least something you like know, that. early 20 yeah.
1: 21 um yeah like i i do i definitely think that the um the graphics card upgrade is a great way to extend your life yeah uh, the life of your pc but generally when i've done it previously it's been good for like a year and a half not yeah. like Two to three years. I think the twenty eighty is like specifically an outlier in that sense because it is significantly more powerful. Yeah, it's a big leap. It's pretty. yeah, prede- yeah its predecessor. Like, well, just through all of the uh, extra little bits that it adds on, you know. Um, yeah. Because I know the benchmark wise, without like just in pure return in terms of pure power, it's not that much better than a 1080 1080 Ti, right? Like, it is obviously better, but it's only 10 to
0: 20%. I I thought it was, like, higher than that. I thought it was, like, 30, 35, Mm,
1: maybe. Not sure. But, like, a Ti I remember when it was first being benched. um, It wasn't that huge a difference, but then you tack on all the other extra shit that they're doing, and the appreciable, actual, real-world gains that you get are fucking massive... Uh, which is where it really fucking matters. Like, benchmarks are fantastic as a purchasing tool, but what you actually want is frames, right? And, yeah, if it turns out that frames is way higher on one thing because they do some extra trickery, then I don't give a fuck, whatever. Uh, Do it to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Like, the RTX is pretty much... It's designed for 4K 60 frames. Yeah. Um, whereas the other cards haven't been, and I haven't tested it at, because again, I'm, I i do not have like the capabilities to t- like to test the, it. The hard way out. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously if you want to play at that sort of frame rate, then that's probably the card that's going to do the best thing. Um, there was an announcement this week that Nvidia has uh, incorporated a bunch of uh, ray tracing technology into older graphics cards and they're rolling that out for the 10 series. Um, So you'll be able to try that. It's not going to be, I would say, it's not going to be the same sort of fidelity. I haven't looked into it too much. Um, I've read bits and pieces saying that like they're doing certain things that that, like the cards just aren't going to be able to do on the 2080s, but they're still going to have, like it's still going to work. Yeah. I don't think it's going to run anywhere near as good. No, of course not. Because it's missing all those cores that are on the other ones. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, like, you're taking that hit somewhere else, whether it's being like the yeah. CPU or, um, you know, on the graphics card itself. But that's yeah. cool to see that they're doing things, man. They're, they're like dominating. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at the stats on Steam for the, C- the surveys for um, hardware, CPUs, graphics cards, OSs, and whatnot. And it's like NVIDIA has, I think it was like 75% of the market. And then next up is ati then they're tied with intel graphics yeah, which right. are like onboard graphics they're just dominating and there's a reason why the graphics card is like you said 1400 to 1200 bucks because they can do that they are yeah. like this just destroying their their competitors and so they can put it that high um yeah. which is you know it's not not great for consumers um I mean, you look at my piece—the
1: PC I'm running at the moment, right—and it, it has cap- card. my my AMD <laughs> CPU. That was like that was a concerted choice on my part to uh, divorce myself from the Intel monopoly. Sure,
0: and though, but I still couldn't still do
1: it. I still couldn't do it for the graphics card. Like the the difference just. It's it's too big. Like Nvidia's ten series was just way, way too good compared to the AMD, the ATI uh, comparison at the time was it the R nine or whatever the fuck it was. Like the yeah, yeah, there was just no fucking way. Um, Yeah, I think I want AMD, I want ATI to come out and kick him right in the fucking crotch with something. World beating. I think they need to because, yeah, Nvidia is getting away with some shit. They raised all their, they jacked all their prices up when the fucking uh, Bitcoin mining bullshit was creating s- shortages worldwide. Yeah. And then they never fucking, the prices never went back down again. Now that Bitcoin m- mining's dead. Like, yeah, that shit needs to change. Right. Uh, they're getting away with some shit there.
0: I mean, AMD is still dominating in terms of the console market, both oh, of course. PlayStation and Xbox. Um, yeah, Nintendo as well. I think is Not Nintendo sure. using AMD?
1: No, isn't it using the same sort
0: of Tegra chipset as the Shield? Uh, yeah, probably. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess yeah, we'll find out what is uh, what's what's happening next year. I mean, we'll probably find out. <laughs> three months from now what's going on yeah if rumors or anything go by um like what's in this new xbox is it going to be AMD? Is it going to be nvidia um mm. yeah i yeah we'll see gonna,
1: well there was an announcement today that might shake everything up i don't know we'll talk about that in the news uh, yeah so anyway
0: if you want to go read more on that more numbers and whatnot ask survivor.com there's an article up there that i wrote a couple a thousand words or something nice A bunch of pictures um and i yeah we'll talk about more of that as i keep using it but it's been yeah. it's been good um like i said if you can squeeze out an extra year or two with yeah. current hardware then i think it's you know there's no there's no reason just to update everything else you can just yeah stick with what you've got i feel like uh, it just numbers, means you stagger
1: right the yeah. uh, outlay really is all the that's the only reason I ever did it was so that I didn't have to spend three thousand dollars all at once. I'd spend like, yeah, one thousand now and two thousand in two years. Yeah. So a much much better way for me to pitch it to the Minister of Finance
0: in the Gilroy household. Um And the thing is, like, when the graphics cards are usually like the separate bit that you can buy separately because it's using that PCI Express card, but when you yep. get like a new CPU, it's like, all right, now I've got to buy the new motherboard. motherboard I've got to buy the new RAM. You so that, better get new RAM. Yeah, that they're like the three things that really come together. Yeah, and I got to buy uh, uh, new change PSU, my CPU I guess.
1: because yeah, cause, yeah you, you know, you don't know if you've got enough power. Yeah. Uh, although that that the whole peer, the whole power supply unit thing, it's like completely out the window. Nothing uses power like it used to. Yeah. Right. Remember when you'd be like, oh, maybe I need, like, a, a thousand watts. And now you'd be like, fucking a thousand watts? Are you fucking high? <laughs> what the fuck is, like, are you, is it some sort of fucking, like, NASA f- supercomputer shit? Hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Good times. All right. Um, Apex Legends. Apex Legends. I haven't Spinal played a Battle Pass l- came out
0: today. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of it. I haven't played any Battle Pass. Um right. What? what is it, twelve hundred Apex dollar 12, coins?
1: 000. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand apex dollar coins. Yeah. What uh, does that equate to? What do you mean? The battle pass. Oh the ba- no, the battle pass is eight hundred and fifty ape like ape- apex coins? Right, and is that how and I was, th- I was thinking 12,000 is the, um... New, new The character. hero, the hero, yep. yeah. Uh, so that equates to... I don't know, three fucking skins you don't give a fuck about and a bunch of fucking icons that nobody's ever going to use. how much and, does it cost me to buy the Battle Pass uh, in like real money? 10 bucks, I think. Right. Because you can only buy 1,000. So, I think it's actually 12, 12
0: Australian... Uh, so you can't buy the battle pass outright. outright. You've got to yeah. buy the fucking coins, and then uh, buy yep. more coins. That yep. doesn't equal. That's dodgy. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, I'm already. I'm already tapped out. I'm not buying this fucking battle pass, and I'm recommending nobody does. First of all, because the skins aren't very good. Uh, so, you, what are you getting out of it? Uh, there's an argument to be made that uh, you can actually earn enough... You can earn coins by playing the Battle Pass. Mm. Uh, and you can actually earn enough Make coins yeah. to buy the next season. Uh, but you have to buy this season to be able to find yourself in that... Um, I don't know, that little cycle. And uh, so, if you're going to give them 12 bucks. Might as well wait until the next month uh, and see if they actually have something worth earning because, yeah, three shitty skins I don't give a fuck about and a bunch of terrible, terrible stat trackers that only pertain to Season 1. Fuck it. Not worth it. Uh, Octane's awesome, though. Um, I got a... got one... I've earned my second level in the Season Pass already or whatever the fuck. Hmm. And even as a free play, you still earn like Apex packs and stuff. Um, so I earned a. Uh, I actually got a legendary, and he's the fucking sickest Prowler Prowler skin. And Prowler is my favorite gun after the Peacekeeper. It's fuck. It looks like it's out of fucking Stargate and shit. It's yeah, it's the amazing. R- it's the uh, what is it? RP
0: ninety. Is that what it's called? What the P ninety.
1: Yeah, the P90, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It looks fucking sick, it's fucking amazing. Uh, I'm so stoked with this skin, but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm divorcing myself from the entire uh, cycle, the entire loot cycle in Apex, because I just don't think they're doing it very well. Um, Yeah. That said, yeah
0: octane's awesome Can we talk about him? how they announced him or how they started doing it sure um yeah the they i think they updated the game with a tiny patch or maybe it was server side. i'm not 100 percent sure i didn't no. look at it but um i think it was after a maintenance update yeah and uh, all of a sudden these pads started appearing around the marketplace jump pads and at that stage um It had already leaked that Octane was the new character and what his abilities were. So it wasn't much of a secret. And, yeah, they started putting in these pads and you could jump on them and it would launch you into the air. And I was like, where are these coming from? This seems like a bug. And the developers were like, it's not a bug. Wink. Wink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool way of doing it, but the fact that um, it had already leaked, it wasn't much of a surprise. It's yeah. similar to what, I guess, um, Fortnite is doing. Like, they do these, like, weird in-game, strange things that just suddenly appear and people. Are like, what the fuck is this? This is nuts. Yeah. Um, just wasn't executed as well, I think, yeah. this time around. But still, yeah, kind of cool. Fine. It's a good place to start.
1: Um, yeah, so he's got a jump pad, uh, and his Q ability is that uh, he loses some health but runs a lot faster. Uh, which is pretty awesome in right. the initial loot phase. He reminds me a lot of he plays pretty similarly actually to Pathfinder. Uh because he's he's a lot of, like very significantly about mobility. His ultimate is sort of a single use utility and What's his ultimate? Yeah. The jump pad.
0: Oh the jump pad is the ultimate.
1: Yeah. Right. And how many uh, does he get just one? Like, yeah per per alt drop yeah fair enough so it's basically a zip line really
0: but it doesn't uh, look like it jumps you that far from what i've seen
1: it doesn't um yeah because you, you don't seem to carry momentum so you can't like queue up as octane and then run onto it and think you're gonna fling further uh it's it just doesn't really work that way um if you're pathfinder and you run onto it and bounce over you can like still grapple onto shit it's not like the balloon where you're in the drop phase because you can't grapple while you're in the drop phase Sure, Um, but yeah you can like sort of swing and get even more momentum which is pretty sick Um, so he's a good combo like he's good for Pathfinder he's not great for himself though Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I don't know like I think he'll be he'll see some use because he also passively heals when he's not, in, like, under fire. It's like, which is pretty sick. Um, he just sort of starts regaining damage after uh, a certain amount of time, um, which is, like, good for his Q button, right? Because sure. he can heal his, heal himself back up without having to expend any fucking resources. Um, so I think he'll see some use out of that, like, from sneakier players and people who are... Good with the Jukes, but um, yeah, I don't think he—he's he, not coming out of the gate feeling super OP or anything, you know. Yeah,
0: he's a uh, like high tier player. Sounds like more like low to mid.
1: Yeah, uh, Pathfinder. High tier. He's high tier now. They buffed him. They buffed Caustic. They buffed Pathfinder. Oh really? I've what using, did they I've been using the robot for fucking ages. Uh, they fixed up their the hitboxes on them. Uh, they refined the hitboxes on them. So that they're closer to what they actually represent. Um, And so for Caustic, he has a wider area effect on his gas. So he does like wider damage. Um, I think it's cloudier. So it's more, it's harder for people to just generally see through it. And I think there's a lower cooldown rate. Basically, big bust on Caustic. And for Pathfinder, they, uh, yeah, refined his hit boxes, which it is good. I'm um, I now mean, even harder to hit. Uh, and they increase the length of the grapple, so you can grapple from further away now, which is actually, you really feel the difference. Uh, it's, I kind of have to relearn how to fucking grapple so i'd gotten really used to the max length of my grapple now mm. it's different uh and you can grapple on at zip lines which is fucking amazing I'm um sure.
0: yeah it's uh it's good for, how lenient is it in terms of cuz i've not used him like does he throw it out and then grapple onto something or does it like is it like a hit scan thing where as long as you're aiming at something he'll throw it
1: out uh you he he'll throw it out regardless Even if you're not in range. Right. uh, Trying to reach it. Um, So,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, But yeah. So I played a bit of Caustic. I unlocked him the other day. Um, I The change that I want to see added into him is I want a radius around his um, traps. Because as somebody who doesn't play him or hasn't played him much, I don't Mm -hmm. know what that radius is. Right. Like you want something like the mute jammer yeah rainbow because you the, talked sort of about in-day. how they yeah. buffed him like oh they've yeah. extended the radius I'm like, okay like how what does yeah, that right. mean yeah because um, i played point. a bit of him and it's like all right well i put this i'll put this thing here but i don't know does it cover that entire like hallway or is it half of it or like well, yeah. as a player as the player playing him i don't know and i don't like unless i'm watching a fucking video on youtube where somebody's like broken down the distance on it it's like okay i don't sure thing um yeah so either like a, a radius when you're throwing it like if you hold the q button down and it shows you like where you're aiming uh and what the radius is that could work or if you throw it down and there's a rate maybe that's too much on the screen then um, maybe it just pops the radius up for like three seconds yep done that'd be good yeah just so i get an idea of what exactly i'm covering what area i'm covering yeah how like is it a is it a circle or is it like just a around it like in a sorry i mean a sphere is it a sphere or is it a circle like i don't really know as somebody who doesn't play much it's a cylinder it's a cylinder okay maybe a a triangle flat top a hexagon (laughs) um yeah. But yeah, we like the first game I played him, I feel like I did well. I was putting them in tricky spots, like behind doors, um, around um, like corridors on rock faces. And there was a game where we played and there was like three teams left. And my traps were just triggering all over the place. Like you could see the hit markers Yeah. mean, So again, it's one of those things where it's not necessarily when you're not in a fight it's not a big deal but it's information gathering like oh, okay they're coming from that way now I know exactly where they're coming from we refocus on this area here and then when you're in like a, a, like the last circle circumstance and you start trapping areas around you like oh they've got to push through this corridor I'm going to put them here and then one behind this box so if they do get past the corridor they're really stuck and they're taking damage and they start panicking because they can't see. Like, yeah, cool. I think um I think I've seen stats that he's quite low on the t- the pick rate. Oh yeah. 100%. And I can understand why. Um yeah. cuz after playing with you a lot, um I think you're the only one that picks him. He's not a great team player per se when it's close range combat because it affects your teammates and so if a trap does go off close range it's hard to like you can't see in that smoke like caustic can You
1: have to know where to put the it traps. It doesn't affect your team. So that it doesn't fuck your team. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why like I I find he's he's good if you're happy to get pushed. Yeah. But we don't really play that we do the pushing these days. Yeah. Um Yeah, if you're happy to let people push you, just hide out upstairs on a fucking in a house. Uh, and yeah. Put all the fucking traps you can downstairs, and let people fucking try and get through to the stairs, right? Because then, yeah, as long as your team stays upstairs, uh, as long as they stay upstairs, uh, they won't be fucked by the gas. But if they go downstairs, they get fucked. That's why it's a cylinder. That's why, because it, it was a sphere, it didn't sort of permeate up through the fucking floors and stuff. But it, yeah, it's definitely one story
0: high. Um, yeah. that that with the first game that I played, we had a team that pushed through like a um a one of the gaps in the rocks and I, I was sort of sitting up above them and you could hear them coming through and the moment all three of them ran through I just threw a caustic like behind them oh, yeah. and then so now they can't run back they've got to push and they saw me I'm shooting at them I backed off it was sort of um, you know where artillery is that forest area yeah—um, to the south of artillery we were up in there and so all of a sudden they're chasing me but I'm just throwing like these caustics like at them Yep. But before we actually got there, I'd been setting up, and so I was putting all these caustic traps in, in the bushes, and so there was, like, fucking four or five of them in this small area. And we're just getting, like, you can see the numbers just pouring out Come everywhere. Come yeah. Do it! Um, so I think, yeah, he's, he's fun to play, but if you're the type of person that's like, I want to win a game, it's like Wraith, Lifeline, um, Bloodhound, Pathfinder. Uh, no, definitely not Pathfinder. Well, no, no, um, I accept Pathfinder. Not Gibraltar. Who's the chick? I keep forgetting her name. Um, anyway, her. She's, Bangalore. She, Bangalore. She drops the concussion rockets. Yep. Um, yeah, they're like... Bangal- Bangalore, I think, is better than Gibraltar. I mean, because of the hitbox issue on G- Gibraltar. I still like playing him, because I think his ult is very powerful, but yep. um, his hitbox is fucked. Oh, they... So.
1: they- sort of nerfed him a bit uh in that there his his alt wasn't affecting teammates and now it does so- yeah <laughs> that's yeah, good so they fixed that uh no, so, so he it, yeah but he he got a little bit worse with it so that's yeah. that's a bummer for him but um, bangalore
0: was affecting your teammates yeah
1: yeah and now so does so does Gibraltar. Okay. um but yeah, they fixed his hitbox as well
0: a little bit. But like, changed. that's the thing where how do you fix that? Because now all of a sudden, if I'm shooting somebody, it's like oh, I'm hitting them, but it's not taking damage. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. They're, because they were big blocky characters, they had big
1: blocky hitboxes, oh, and so it so made them really form fit the character model, right? That's how they fixed it. Pathfinder is fucking amazing, and I cannot believe he's not in the top tier. His fucking mobility is out of control, and the only reason he is not the same tier as Wraith is because Wraith is 50% the size of fucking Gibraltar. If they were the same size, people would pick Pathfinder 1000% of the time. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. I'm just saying, don't fucking pick on my robot boy. Um.
0: Um. Yeah. Good. to Like again, we've mentioned this a lot. Good to see them updating. It's still too slow. Yeah. they need to be updating it more frequently. I've seen complaints from people that um from streamers in particular oh, yeah. saying that like yeah, cool, but it's like they're not updating it quick enough. They're yeah, the games be getting a bit stale. Um.
1: Yeah. I like. I understand the perspective. I don't. F- feel it myself uh, I'm still having shit tons of fun with it hmm. yeah yeah uh, it's a like it's a good patch they definitely I, that doesn't mean I don't agree with the fact that they need to be updating a lot faster and they absolutely do and this season is apparently supposed to last three months it should not last three months it should last one month max uh, and I don't care if they're not ready to release the next hero by then uh, they should still do something to get people interested. Do something do something like fucking Fortnite. Not to Fortnite's extent, but like do something to fucking change the map. Blackout added a yacht or something. You know, do something wacky. Make us go visit the dinosaurs or something. I don't
0: know. make the dinosaurs visit us. We talk oh, yeah. about
1: make the dinosaurs visit us. And they're like these world bosses and they fuck everyone up. Amazing. Yeah. Um we never but, yeah.
0: talked about it but uh did you see the Reddit post? The dude that leaked the map for Apex Legends like a year ago, and no. people on Reddit were giving him shit. No, it's like this. Just looks like somebody's got a bunch of fucking like maps from uh, Titanfall and stuck them all together. <laughs> uh, and one dude was like, "Oh, there's those dinosaurs. Kind of look like something that would fit in like a like a Titanfall thing." <laughs> um, but it, it it never got any traction on Reddit because everybody downvoted this dude to hell because they are like, amazing. "Fuck this!" So yeah, that, that was, is amazing. That was pretty funny. So yeah, it was leaked uh, a, a long time ago. Nobody That's just going. gave a shit. I had no idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the next week's going to be really interesting. As you talked about, Battlefield Five Firestorm is coming out. Oh um, yeah. EA's. We're
1: playing the fuck out of that. Like, I'm hoping it's good. I'm so I'm so fucking amped. The map looks fucking huge. It looks amazing. The trailer they released looks awesome. Uh, I assume it'll have the Battlefield 5 gunplay. I don't think it's out of turn to expect something like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. My expectations are high. Um, and four players. So, yeah. I figure if we've got a three, three squad, we can go play Apex. And if someone else joins in, we can go
0: play Battlefield.
1: That's how I see it working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still very curious to see what happens with that game in terms yeah. of its player base. Cause you're splitting, I mean, Battlefield's already got a stupid amount of playlists. Um, and they, they add this in there, like what happens next? Like what's the, yeah, <laughs> what happens to regular Battlefield? What happens to their weird... Their uh, their weird weekly challenges where they force you to play a certain fucking mode in order to get a new gun in the game. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Look, all all of everything about how EA is monetizing their games right now seems fucked to me. But like, I just I cannot understand why they're doing it the way they are. Yeah. Uh, they they it just feels like it just feels like it's whale hunting. We're back in the old days of whale hunting. Yeah, um, and I'm not I'm not a fan of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, the biggest problem is we had PUBG. That was uh, I feel like an outlier in terms of battle rail games. Um, that time has now passed. Uh, I loved Blackout in Call of Duty Black Ops, um, but that needed to be a separate thing. That needed to be its own game or its own free to play thing because. Yeah, you're going to run into these things where Battlefield, Call of Duty are we uh, yearly events and they come out every year. And what happens next, like, sorry, this year? We yeah. might get to that a bit <laughs> a bit later. Um, mm. But, like, Battlefield, I think, have done the wrong thing. It, it should have been a, a free-to-play mode and then monetize it separately from the... But I think it's too late because they announced this thing a year ago and it's, they've, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner.
1: I still think they can spin it out into its own thing. I don't think it's stuck being a part of Battlefield. Uh, If they've done anything right, uh, it's that Battlefield 5 feels like it's got hub elements to it. Sure. Um, In that, you know, you you can ostensibly launch into Battlefield 1 uh, or... Perhaps, you know, Battlefield, Battle Royale, Battlefield Royale, or whatever the fuck. Battlefield Royale, yeah. And they just make a a, a bit of a, a hub where you just play that until, you know, whatever is next mm-hmm. for the series. Because um, Battlefield isn't
0: the yearly
1: one, right? It's, like, too, it's,
0: it's, yeah. it's, too, it's too yearly, but yeah. But at the same time, uh, they're alternating between that and Star Wars as well. True. Yeah. Um, but Star Wars this year is going to be
1: more single player focused, as I understand it. So, mm. remember that. Like, maybe their big blockbuster at the end of this year is single player focused, and they're happy to just let Battlefield do its thing for a little bit while, a little while longer, and that'll give them the opportunity to work out that they need to support games properly these days, as opposed to one and done shit, which, you know. Obviously, Activision is keen to do, but we'll talk about that later. Yep. Uh, Yep. All right. The Division 2. The Division 2. More like... The Division Pooh. Here we go. (laughs) Luke, tell me if you can guess which game I uninstalled this weekend. It's The Division 2, Luke. PUBG. It's The Division 2. No, no I understood all that ages <laughs> ago. Uh, yeah, The Division 2 is crap. Oh, it's crap. Why? Why did I think it was going to be any different? Why did I allow myself to be tricked into thinking that it would be any different to what it was? Uh, played it. Had fun while I was playing with you. Uh, yeah. That was about it. Made it level 18. And uh, I realized that all I was really doing was the same shit over and over. Uh, I don't really see how the vision could be fun. I don't know how, like, how I didn't see it earlier. I should have seen it earlier, really. But, um, yeah, it's got a bad fucking, it's got bad shooting. uh, Like squishy enemies. It's got bad cover system. I mean, the amount of times I've been popped out of cover for seemingly no reason. It's inexcusable in the year, like, 2019 to have a bad cover system, in my opinion. It was inexcusable back when, back in fucking 2009, when we'd already seen that Gears of War could nail it without fucking trying. So, yeah, this much later, there's just no reason to have a bad cover system in a game um and division definitely hasn't there's not enough variety it's like yeah, yeah you know all the enemies have good ai and they have you know different versions there's different you know squads and they do different things these guys use drones and these guys heal up and blah 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 but All it really translates into, at the end of the day, is you taking cover and shooting non-stop until something eventually dies. Uh, There is a bug. Uh, Luke doesn't want to believe it, but there is a bug where if you queue with high-level players, you get one-shot by the high-level enemies because the game didn't fucking correctly factor armor into how it was going to allow you to die. Um Sure. And
0: yeah, I, I like- said it's a bug because it's not. People were, were saying that that's the way the game is, and it's not. It's it's either a bug or people you just were saying being wrong.
1: it didn't happen.
0: You didn't say it was a bug. You said it never happened. No, I'm saying. Because that- you
1: were like, oh, yeah, I've got my GTX 2080 <laughs> here from nvidia.com. Uh, yeah, where yeah. I get all my big money, but I, and I'm not getting my big fucking Nvidia cash. I make sure I get all the best stuff from Ubisoft.com. <laughs> well I'm gonna go and watch the Rainbow Six. Slop then I'll like just button. suck on Division's dick a bit and we'll see what, can, what else we can get up to. Look, it yeah. tastes better than the EA dick joke. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot believe you would you would pitch the whole anthem money thing and then so blatantly jump all over <laughs> the division two's fucking rod because they it didn't send me to to Washington D.C. to, oh, to is walk Montreal, around. Montreal,
0: different. Um, Montreal is cold. <laughs> I was in a hotel most of the time. Um, um, no, like if you go back and read what I was saying, I'm saying that it is not a constant issue where this thing is happening all the time it's either a bug or people have gone into the wrong areas absolutely it could be a thing that's happening but i'm yet to see video from anybody that's saying oh yeah i'm getting one shot all the time that isn't (laughs) playing in the right area when
1: i see video of this happening, happening then i'll change my mind until then i'm yet to see people in groups Constantly getting one shot by mobs. It occasionally happens when hit from a sniper, yeah. and you don't have full armor. That—that's not getting one shot. First of all, if you don't have f- full armor, that's not getting one shot. That's getting shot yeah. by a sniper. That's how sniping works. And that's what I'm of- saying. People
0: think they're getting one shot, but they've got like they've missed armor. That's I think one of the problems with the game. It does a bad if, job of not telling you're not when on you're on getting our hit. Discord,
1: if you're not on our Discord, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't see this. But I had to scroll up for half an hour to get to the <laughs> point where I could actually read that comment direct from Luke. That was Luke's writing, by the way. Uh, I had to scroll up for half an hour because uh, people on our Discord all jumped in to say, "Yeah, Joe's right. That's how it's happening. It's happened to me. And that's exactly how it happened." Luke still still want to jump in and be like, "No, it doesn't happen." You're all wrong. You just don't know when you're getting sniped. Some people just never know when they're getting
0: sniped. Did you see some of those players that were saying they were dying in one shot? It was like fucking Gerald. That I can expect. I don't think that guy knows what cover is. Having played a lot of games with him. I jumped jumped
1: into a game with him on the weekend and uh, I legit told him to stop. Taking cover from a point that wasn't directly next to him, so yeah. to, me, to me, so I could just get him up easier, so I didn't have to switch cover to get him up again. Um, yeah. Anyway, my uh, point is
0: that it's like people are saying that this is a, like a thing that's happening in the game, and it's not. It's either a bug that occasionally is happening. Or people not understanding they're being shot and thinking they're getting one shot because all of a sudden they're down. I like I've not seen video of somebody being like like here's an entire squad getting fucking wiped in an area that they shouldn't be in. The, I I saw it happening in the um beta, and that's because we were running into areas uh, that were next to the dark zone that were like level twenty seven, and then we'd aggro people in that area because even though you couldn't um like cross that threshold. Um, outside of the map I think you could go past it but it would like respawn you back after three seconds but if you aggro people in that area they would just one shot you straight away that's the only time I've actually seen it in practice during the game 1000% happened to me the second time it's not
1: me not noticing how the fuck I'm getting one shot or whatever the fuck 1000% happened to me many times Uh, I was playing with Drew it was level 27 like 10 levels above me and it was happening quite a bit on the weekend. I don't have video proof, sadly. So it didn't happen because I don't record <laughs> videos of because the are
0: boredom. Um, I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm saying it's not <laughs> like people seem to think that it's designed this way. Like Who oh yeah, said it was they fucked it up. this way. It's
1: a bug. I've been it saying might be it's a, a bug, the bug the that time. occasionally
0: happens. It's not happening all the time. Uh, we were, uh, like, we, I played on the weekend with our crew and I was 27 running around with level 12s and I was in their game and we were playing perfectly fine. The only time I've seen it, the thing you're describing was when we were playing with you and we played on hard on that one mission and we were getting, like, not even then we were getting one shot. Like, some of us were getting I was two getting shot. One
1: shot. Yeah, uh, but that was
0: because we were playing on hard on a mission we shouldn't have been playing hard on. But I was still taking way more damage
1: than you were, wasn't I? No, well, I was... And if you were getting two shot and I was getting one shot, then I was taking at least
0: twice the damage that you were. I was definitely getting one shot, but I was in cover Oh, a lot. now he's getting one shot. Now he's getting one shot. But that's because we were playing on a high difficulty. It wasn't a bug <laughs> within the game that we occasionally had, like, edit one-off thing. no lost us. Maybe it was both maybe it was a bug
1: maybe and it we were on a higher difficulty yeah. so it was exacerbated. Anyway, it's a moot point because the game is boring as fuck. Um, yeah, you just like... Yeah, you fucking... You shoot things, but that's the game. It's the same as like complaining... Oh, you, you
0: click on things in Diablo. That's what you do in Diablo. You
1: no, there's things. a reason. There's a reason. It's to get better loot to, to pursue the fucking... Power fantasy. This is what we've been talking about for fucking weeks. <laughs> it is the pursuits of the power fantasy. And that pursuit doesn't exist in the division because you never fucking feel that powerful. Because all the enemies scale up alongside you and get
0: harder as you go. But that's what happens in Diablo. You no. go from each world or nightmare tier and everything scales up higher. You can still go fucking punt some shit. Yeah. You can do that in the division. You put on normal difficulty and just fucking run in there and murder everybody. You absolutely cannot You can. You can't. We were doing it last night when I was playing with the guys. Me and Cleb were we're wearing world
1: Yeah, once you've finished the game, once you've played forty hours, you manage to get through the end, oh now you can fucking do it. Now you can go back and fucking pump whatever the fuck you want. But that's
0: the same as Diablo, you can go back to normal difficulty or you just You shred
1: everything all the time in Diablo, you're just like fucking skeletons dead. These guy, these goblins dead. These ghouls, fuck you. This fucking goat thing, fuck you too. I have died bitch, more times
0: in Diablo. You know, fucking that's run a Diablo. because you then.
1: are bad at video games. <laughs> that doesn't count. You can't put that on fucking Diablo. God damn it. That's, that's well harsh. Um, yeah, it's about the pursuit of p- power fantasy that doesn't exist. Mm. There's no like, I never feel like I'm fucking getting any power here. I'm fucking run. It's
0: because you didn't get the sick. LMG that people are finding... I I think Club found it the other day and he likes it.
1: Is this the one that powers up how fast the rate of fire is? The one you were talking about last yeah, week? Yeah, I think he found one like that. It did sound like fucking that. sick. Um, it did sound sick, but... Yeah, it is because I didn't fucking get any decent loot. I suppose. But how is that on me? Like... <laughs> that's the, the fucking loot chaser experience. Is to, at some point, give me fucking a taste of power. To keep me going. Otherwise, I spend... Yeah. How long did I play it for? 18 hours. Otherwise, I spent 18 hours playing a game where I'm just like, yep, cool. Okay. Inventory management time. Okay. Now I've got a new Uzi. I guess it's slightly more powerful than my... Assault Rifle, so I'll use that instead.
0: Uh, At least you can manage your inventory um, in the game. Unlike Anthem, we have to go to three different Why screens. are you
1: bringing Anthem into you, this? Because okay, you gave it like a nine and a half when you reviewed I it. I fucking never did. First of <laughs> all, I never reviewed it. And second of all, I <laughs> shit on it harder than fucking anyone did. And this guy over here is still fucking like... <laughs> I love you some fucking Division. <laughs> fucking hell. Everybody loves a Division, except uh, for you. Th- because the glass hasn't shattered yet and I am here to shatter that glass the reason that Destiny works is because it has dexterity based interesting gameplay there's no interesting gameplay in the Division what what of interest are you doing shooting we, things can't I shoot things in Apex sure can't, okay why would I play the Division then Can't I shoot things and grapple in Apex? Can't I shoot things and lay toxic babes in Rainbow Six? Can't I do these things plus other interesting things in heaps of other games? Sure, you can. The Division does the fewest interesting things. Like, it does fewer interesting things than Anthem, right? While functioning better than Anthem ever did. But, like... It is far less interesting than Anthem ever was. So how the fuck is the division getting all these passes just because you got in early and so you get to fucking crush on all the fucking little nooblets when you come across them in the dark zone? You got, That's all you it got is. in early
0: too, you just didn't play it as
1: much. I think everybody's it was passed you this fuck. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Because I was bored. I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing? I don't care about the story. I don't, like. Yeah, it's not mechanically interesting at all. Like, I throw out a turret. Throw up a drone that is apparently broken. Oh,
0: fixed uh, they, they, they bugged eight. it for a day and a half or whatever.
1: Um, yeah, like... It's just... Right. Uh, no game has ever made me feel more existentially lost than playing through the division and sitting there going what the fuck am i doing so that's division is that what you're saying that is absolutely not what i'm saying but <laughs> it's, a, it's a good it's a good little distraction there to try to dodge think what you just said my very valid concern Is that Division is a 4 and Anthem's a 9.7 now. <laughs> <laughs> out of 10. Having played the Division, I'm going to give more points to Anthem out of respect to Bioware for trying something different, which the Division never did.
0: Right. Um, Alright, yeah. so you don't like it. Um, fair enough. Uh, we, I, I managed to get to the, um, I was at the level 30 cap for quite a while because I was running around on the weekend with everyone else. Just, just, just,
1: just, 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 can I just point
0: out, Sure. it seems a little
1: harsh that I would spend 15 minutes explaining to you that I hate this game and now I got to sit, listen, I won't be to, long, see you love this game,
0: I won't <laughs> be long, um, Yeah, so I was at level uh, 30, um, which was the level cap for the the main game. And um, once you finish all the main missions, uh, it opens up um, these strongholds, which are basically where the factions have their, like, outpost. Mm. And um, there's three of them, because there's three different factions in the game, sorry, the main game. uh, There's the first two, are there's one of them that's really good, it's a stadium um i really like that mission like the layout of it is really cool it reminds me of there's like a stadium mission in the first division that um uh, I, th- I think it was a stadium mission but anyway it's like got a it feels very similar to that like oh cool that's that's interesting uh, but it looks outstanding the second stronghold is like a a military camp it was shit it wasn't very good at all um and then the third stronghold was um i really like that one as well uh, once you finish the game, that's when basically it goes into what's called World Tier One, which is something from the first division. It's um it's this scaling system where uh, you can keep playing the game and you get better gear, and then it increases the difficulty of the enemies. Um, what also happened is uh, the entire map gets invaded by a new faction called the Black tusks I talked about this in my preview, and pretty much the entire map goes back to them taking control. They take control of all your settlements again and outposts. And so you 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 go out and you start replaying the main missions from the earlier game. It's the same locations, but the objectives are different and there are different um, uh, enemy types. And so the actual environments are the same, but the things you're doing in the missions are are different and um, it gives you a bit more things to do there there uh, the loot gets given a gear score now so you're no longer level 30. You're, you're grabbing gear that's now like in the hundreds. and once you get to a certain gear score, then you can start doing um, the strongholds again and that once as far as I'm aware because I haven't done that part, but once you start completing these strongholds, it pushes you up another difficulty scale and um, and, and then you can go out and basically keep increasing the difficulty of the enemies out there. There is like five tiers, right? I think at the moment there are five, or there could be four, um, mm-hmm. and they're releasing a fifth. I'm not hundred percent sure on how that works. Uh but there are like new missions that open up, like side missions that gives you to do. I haven't done any of them yet. Um and from what I understand there is an extra stronghold at the end of one of those tiers as well. So a brand new stronghold mission. Um but yeah, it's not it's not exactly like it's not replaying those same missions again. It's you go in there, you're in the same environments and they're giving you different like objectives to to go and do. Uh for example, like the first mission is I think that hotel and um one of the key fights in that hotel is you get up to the roof and you sort of at the first the first time you play it, you're up on those benches at the top and you're you've got guys coming through near the um Uh, near the doors and then there's like a not a jacuzzi a fucking the thing in the middle Um, water feature yeah there's a thing in the middle anyway but when you for instance during that particular mission this time you actually you're in that middle section and you're defending a point in that part and uh, helicopters are flying in and black tusks are like rappelling down the helicopters and they're sort of dropping in all around you on that map Um, and you've got to stay within that circle for uh, however long it takes you to control that point um, so that's for instance like one of the, the ways that that mission changes up in particular um, I haven't played a lot more in terms of the other content but from what the other guys are saying that it seems to play out that way on all the other missions and there's things that open up and whatnot. Um, I haven't checked out any more Dark Zone content uh, I don't know how that sort of changes in the other, the other areas, I've only really seen the one uh, at the moment and I haven't played any multiplayer yet, or any of the raids. I don't think the raids are up. I think they're coming soon. But um, I i like what they've done with the end game. Like there is there's brand new content that you haven't played before. Um, and there's sort of like it's not like you've finished it and it's harder difficulty now. It's like no, we're going to change up the actual missions and how they work. Like they're actually trying something. Yeah, but, different. like,
1: they're, they're doing different missions, like, all different missions in the same locations, but are they doing stuff that you haven't done before?
0: Um, I don't Have know, because I've only played... the a circle before? I've only played the one map, so I don't know. Right. But in the one that you had played. Well, the thing that was different with that one is that we were in the middle of a fight, and then fucking guys started rappelling from the top of the roof. Like, like, oh, okay, I hadn't seen that strategy come out um and they bring out the johnny five robots from short circuit and and then it's this thing of all right now how the fuck do we fight these things like what's the like what's the strategy behind them and we eventually figured out that you can shoot the tracks out on these johnny five robots and um it's got two tracks on the sides like a like a tank uh or like a Johnny Five robot <laughs> from the film, yeah. and you shoot the tracks out. and I think it stops it from moving, and then all of a sudden, now it's now like a stationary robot, and you can start flanking it and whatnot. But yeah, it was it's the thing of like it's throwing new enemy types at you, and all right, well, where's the weak spot? What am I aiming for? Well, you didn't say new enemy types. Yeah, the, you said they were repelling out of fucking helicopters, well, which may as well be a
1: fucking monster closet, as
0: far as I'm concerned. So. You know, there's the, the, the factions in the main game. There's three factions. They all behave differently. You know, you end up with different types of enemies and you're trying to figure out what the weakness is or how to approach them and this new yeah. new faction is the Black Tusks and they have again they're like a military based faction who behave differently and have different um, body armor types and and you know different robots these so fucking Johnny Five robots and yeah and then it's the thing of alright how do we beat these what do we do what am I shooting at we spent like a good half an hour trying to figure out how to fucking kill this robot I mean we were killing robots but we were like, where is the weak point on this robot? Like, what am I supposed to shoot at? Um, and so it was a thing of trying to sort out that, like solve that problem. And then once we figured that out, it was like, all right, well right, we know how to deal with these things now um, for next time we know exactly what to, to do to approach that. And that's kind of what's going to be interesting when the raid comes in. Like, are they going to throw in a new faction? And all of a sudden it's like, all right, now you've got to try and beat these guys but each one's got their own like behavioral one or is it just going to be black tusks again and like what's the raid content going to be like anyway i i like the fact that there's stuff in the game so that when you finish it when i spend 40 hours playing that game or 30 hours like there's new content it's not just the same shit on a harder difficulty it's new missions or different types of missions stuff that i haven't seen before new enemy types um which is a good step in the right direction for a live service game that I don't yeah. think I mean we, we we haven't seen done before, really, in games and that's what a, from the get go, yeah. And that's what like a lot of games are getting shit for now, because people are powering through these games in three days and then they get into the end and being like, Well what now? I mean, they have spent forty hours playing that game that people normally don't do. Um but they're the ba- they're like the- that's your fan base, right? They're the people that really like these types of games and want to keep playing yeah. and see what more else there is to do. And when they get to the end, they're like, "Well, this is shit because there's nothing else to do." But I think I think uh, it's done a good job of having a shitload of um, uh, content to do. Um, what I will say is I don't like the fact that once you hit level thirty on the main game, there's really not much else to do in terms of progression. I think that was my fault purely because i was i spent like two days two days over the weekend with lower tier players so that when i hit that cap i'd hit it too early um because i was running around like with people that were lower than me so i was replaying missions i'd already played i was capturing control points or doing you know all these side tasks and then i got to the end of the game and it's like i'm not really progressing any further because back in my game i need to go and finish the strongholds which aren't like they're not unlocked for these guys because that's the the last part of it um, and so I wasn't getting anything out of it other than um, money money or gear to sort of break down for parts because I'd played 15 hours past the point where I was supposed to finish the game already um, so that was a bit disappointing and the fact that um, once you've like it's, it's one of those things where I like going around and doing all the, like, collectible stuff and finishing, like, oh, I'm going to 100% this entire region. And then once you get to the end game, none of that shit really matters because it gets invaded by this new faction and then they take control of all these points. Um, you can yeah, still... Yeah, that
1: feel sort of like a bit of a dick punch.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can um, definitely fast travel around the area still, but it's not, um, like, all the things that you've taken control of have being taken over again so like once you hit that cap you don't need to focus on 100%ing everything um it's fine to just just to keep going the the leveling
1: thing is my that that was one of my big problems was that I was 10 levels above like a bunch of the people who were playing uh 10 levels below a bunch of others so like I was 18 uh you were 30, Club was 30, Drew I was 27, uh, and then below me was like Bear and Praetorian and like those guys, they were all like 10 levels below me. And so I wound up in this position where I'm like, I remember I was like trying to convince you to come power level me through, and yeah. you're like, I don't want to go play the same shit again. And so i'm like okay
0: but this is where that's you didn't stay so, and listen
1: so if i go and then play with the other guys i'm gonna have to go and play all that other shit i've already done again so like it's basically the same as fucking the division one as far as i'm concerned no, like level you- 30 players want to play with me because I'm too low a level and no. I don't want to play with any of the low level players because I already
0: don't like shit. This is... That wasn't what we said. Functionally identical. You, it's you didn't you listen. Said. What? You weren't listening. Because you disconnected straight away. I'm like, why didn't he listen? I I, you, I didn't... So I was doing those strongholds at that stage. I'd been like replaying the same missions over and over again. I got to the point where I wasn't like making any progress in my game. And so you should have came and played with us. I couldn't. You could. You can jump into. I can't into do our strongholds. Game. You no, can. Can't. If we've already unlocked it, it's fine.
1: The game is like in big fucking red letters, locked until level thirty. So how would I figure I'd be able to? But if do you're a jumping stronghold?
0: into our game, it's okay.
1: I get dragged up to level thirty.
0: Yeah, and and the 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 game works pretty well in terms of um uh like saving your progress so if you're completing missions where you're not actually up to that stage in your game once you go back and and like get to that stage it will go oh he's already done that so you'll finish a mission and it's like well all right strongholds are unlocked now but he's actually already done these so they're all completed as well it re- it's like that problem we talk about with far cry where you play yeah. all this shit and None of that really matters because it's saving it on somebody else's game. Whereas in The Division, it remembers, all right, he's done all this stuff. He's now at this stage, so I'll mark that as being done. My, What we were trying to tell you is that you come play with us. Like, jump That's into our game. You, you, perhaps four <laughs> hours later,
1: you would have gotten to that point. But I didn't particularly feel like wasting the rest of my life waiting for you to get there uh so i'm like cool well i guess i'll just go play baba is you and on that's what the I toilet did. on the toilet go back to the toilet um that's but that's that's definitely how it felt because i would have been getting one shot anyway let's face it you wouldn't have uh, getting one shot uh, uh yeah i would have <laughs> uh it it exists. Uh, but, like, uh, ignoring that I would have been getting one shot like yeah it just felt like yeah okay. the level 30s are, have outpaced me and they're doing like world tier one shit now and the uh, level t- like 10s, level 8s and 10s are doing stuff I've already done like a couple of times now so I don't want to go do that and then at that same time I can't really fault the level 30s for not wanting to do the same shit that I'm doing Again and again, because I don't want to do it with the fucking level 10. So, fuck it. Uh, and then, like, I followed that fucking little train of thought all the way to its logical conclusion. Where I'm like, well, what am I really doing in this game anyway? Hiding behind
0: cover and shooting things. Yeah, fuck it. I'm done. I think I'm no. done with it. Um, no, but what the point I was trying to make was, I didn't want to jump into your game and power level you you should have jumped into our game to power level yourself well i didn't know that i could do that because the game was pretty insistent that i couldn't do a fucking stronghold until i was level 30 because cleb and i had gotten to that point where we'd run people through it so many times that we were at the highest tier for each weapon like level 30 for all of our gear so we weren't getting any more gear to get us any higher so once we get past that buffer and when we did this once we got to world tier one, we were then going back and helping the other guys because now we're getting world tier loot. Well, we we're getting gear loot. What
1: I'm saying is I don't fault you guys for not wanting to power level me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's because, like, I can't fault you for not wanting to do it. It just made me realize that I didn't really want to fucking persist on my own. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like, we go back to, like, I go back to why did I want to play Destiny at all? Right? Like, because obviously Destiny is just shooting shit. But it did have mechanically interesting things to, to, like, do in-game. There were things that you were doing that were more cerebral than hiding behind cover and shooting. Like, there was a lot of hiding behind pillars and shooting. Uh, That was a a great deal of Destiny was hiding behind pillars and shooting. But, uh, like, there was, like, jumping puzzles and stuff like that. But, like, just fucking from a mechanics point of view that cannot exist in the division. So I'm just like, where does it go? Like, how does it keep you invested once you don't want to hide behind cover and shoot anymore? Hmm. What does the game do from there? And I guess throwing extra enemies at you is, is an option, but it's really just a different way to hide behind cover and shoot. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. Like, what is the appeal of The Division if it isn't any more mechanically interesting than, like, would you play Gears of War for 300 hours? And people would definitely answer yes to that, right? Like, people have gone through and finished it on fucking insane and shit, right? Like, and that alone probably took 600 hours. Like, I, I think... I think I finished Gears of War 2 on Insane in one like in crazy fucking 70 hour no it wasn't Insane I think we did the second hardest and then we gave up on Insane Um but it still took like fucking forever and it was like this massive you know it was a huge gaming session and it was a lot of fun but at the end of the day what I was interested in was playing with friends right it wasn't playing the game right that's that's my problem is that the division the isn't ...inherently interesting... ...it is just a platform for... ...hanging with people I find interesting. Yep. And I want something that is... ...inherently interesting... ...where I can hang with interesting people... ...at the same time. Which Apex does. Battlefield 5 does. Other games do. Uh, I assume Borderlands 3... ...when it comes out... ...will not necessarily have anything more mechanically interesting than, uh, you know, hiding behind pillars and shooting. Uh, but then, then again, like mobility has always been a pretty big part of Borderlands, So there's a decent chance that we'll have something at least something. And at the same time, it's got a really interesting story. I mean, the the most intrigued, the closest I was to staying on board with the division was, was I think Drew was telling me you were down in some sewers finding some fucking freaky dicky shit. Yeah, that sounds fucking
0: awesome. Talk about that too much, but yeah, we um, I, I spoke about this last week on the show. Like the there's stuff in the game that's not necessarily a mission, but it's like things that you can find. And um, anyway, I told the guys about this later on, and we we spent like half an hour trying to figure out where this was because I'd forgotten at this stage. We eventually mm. found it. And uh, we triggered this event and we got shredded. Melted, right? We there. got shredded because I was, I think, 30 at this stage, but everybody else was still lower. Um, yeah. And the thing that we were doing was a lot higher than me. Um, yeah. And he was doing stuff that we I hadn't seen before in the game. Uh, but yeah, we were. Well, I was down in the sewers finding some shit. Like, There's cool Easter egg-y things in there. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it, but... There was things down there that I found that not not gameplay wise, but it's like oh that's fucking interesting, like that's cool.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that was the most interested I'd been in the game was, and that's passive like storytelling through the world, right? Yeah, passive world storytelling because the generic post-apocalyptic storytelling of the Division Two, the stuff that like the bread and butter, I find unbelievably uninteresting. I'm just like. Oh, I don't care. And it doesn't help that I haven't been invested from the get-go, hmm. right? Like, perhaps if I did care from the get-go, yeah, I'd be in, but I don't know. I never gave a fuck about Destiny's story, and I don't think I made the wrong decision there. I didn't give a fuck about Anthem's storytelling, and I don't think I made the wrong decision there. I only know that uh, Diablo is called Sanctuary because uh, I wound up having to write a bunch of, like, a f- bunch of video scripts uh, on like the anniversary of Diablo three. Right. Uh, like, that's the only reason why I know anything about Diablo three. Having played through that game as many times as I have, I one thousand percent still thought it was called Tristan where you fucking where you were hanging out and shit. When it one hundred percent isn't like yeah, no. I don't give a fuck about stories and loot chasing games generally. Borderlands is the exception um division did nothing to change that except for yeah the stuff that you've the interesting stuff you found the side stuff you found
0: yeah yeah i, don't know. I looked into so- it apparently there's more than one there's like a bunch of them oh, yeah. um but i haven't even until we can figure out how to do this first one when we get a you don't th- you don't think you can do it now um with your world tier gear I don't know. I need to see where the other guys are at. I mean, we probably could. Uh, right. Yeah, but he was he was doing some things. Well, the the right. thing we were fighting was doing some things that we hadn't seen and weren't really sure how to deal with. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, a couple of things I want to talk about as well um, before sure. we wrap up. The, uh, the maintenance work that the division are doing. Um, before the game launched, they did a maintenance downtime on, I think it was the... Th- thursday night before the game released yeah um in saying that they were selling a a premium tiered version of the division 2 where you could get early access you would pay i don't know double the price 120 to 150 bucks depending on what version you wanted and in doing that you would get early access um in australia they had the maintenance during peak time for us which is I mean peak time when I mean peak time I mean between eight sorry six and 10 o'clock at night yeah. um, and the maintenance time cut into our nighttime session. Um, on the Thursday it was down for a couple hours so yep. the three hour early, or three hours that people wanted to play have now they've basically lost a night for early access. I think that's a bit shit yeah. uh, and then on the Saturday. They also did a maintenance, which they announced uh, 15 minutes before, because yeah. we were in the middle of playing. Uh, we Well, we jumped on, and it was at 9 o'clock at night. Um, I jumped on, I think, at 8.30 to play, and hmm. um, we immediately got like a message saying, server's going down in half an hour or 20 minutes, and I jumped onto yeah. social media, couldn't find anything on social media, couldn't find anything on their forums, and then... Fifteen minutes before it was scheduled to go down, they put out a post on Twitter saying servers are going down for an hour and a half for maintenance. Scheduled maintenance. A day after the game had released during peak time on a Saturday night in Australia and New Zealand, which is was fu- it s- scheduled maintenance? No. Is that what they say? Well, just maintenance. Scheduled. Yeah, right. Or scheduled maintenance. Yeah. Um. Right. I. Uh, that's that's shit. That's yeah trash. That's- Um, they should have been prepared for that like I understand you have to do maintenance at some stage but man either schedule it out for better times um, push it back a couple hours so I think at that stage it was 5 o'clock in the morning in Canada or something like that like man just yeah think about it a bit better Um, there are other games out there that have done a better job in terms of maintenance and to do it the day after the games come out like the game hadn't been out for 24 hours officially and they're taking it down some
1: some sort of fucking security thing right sure but that had to be it
0: i saw the creative director talking about it and um it's something they said they were gonna discuss but probably nothing will happen like that was the general vibe of the way they were talking about it i think it's i think it's trash it's shit um yeah so yeah anyway cool that's it um should we go on the next game is that? Yep. That's it. Uh, Sekiro: That's it. Shadows Die Twice uh, is the new game from From Software. The, Tell me it's garbage. The, Tell me it's garbage. Damn it. The creators of uh, just say it's garbage. Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Tenchu,
1: Armored Core—like a fucking ton of games.
0: Yeah, uh, but I guess the the Soulsborne series has really been there—the uh, thing they've been known for the last. Couple of years. Couple yeah. of years. We've seen a lot of AAA developers really um, try and inherit their combat style. Uh, for a while there, everybody was really going after Batman, um, Arkham, the yep. Arkham games, and then since then, everyone's like, let's go after Dark Souls or Demon Souls or or Bloodborne because um, they yep. have, um, I guess, made one of the or the best combat system in today's generation of games. Yep. Um. If anybody doesn't know about those types of games, they're extremely hard. They take a lot of patience and um, and practice to get through. They're extremely punishing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not hard. Yeah, punishing and challenging. Punishing, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sekiro is a game that is different to those types of games. It's not an RPG. Um, it's an action game. And right. there's no... There's no leveling of points into um, vitality or damage or stamina. Like, you're not gaining levels and being like, all right, where do I put my points into? It's none of that. It's very, very basic in terms of um, those types of mechanics. So, I wouldn't call it an RPG. I'd say it's a single player action game. Um, sure. You are playing an actual character who yep. is a ninja yep. that gets their um, arm cut off. And is eventually rescued and wakes up to find their arm has been replaced with a prosthetic arm, um, and it has special abilities that you can attach to it. Right. Um, and your your goal is to, I guess, like Bionic Commando. Basically, yeah. I see. Uh, your your goal is basically to to go and um uh. Try and find out who has done this for you, and, and work your way up the chain, and go save the the lord of this um this this city. Um, and there's a bunch of weird wacky shit happening. It's 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 not. I mean, it's got this 16th century Japan style going for it, but it's not grounded in like history. Um, sure, it's got that style and look, but it's still your uh, fantastical environments mm-hmm. and weird characters that you come across. Um, everything generally looks pretty human. You're not really coming up against weird types of monsters or anything like that. It's still pretty grounded in terms of that sort of thing. You're not, f- for the most part, you're not fighting against like fucking skeletons the entire time. Um, th- for the most part, they're you know Japanese warriors or ninjas and whatnot. And um, being a ninja game they change up the combat quite a lot, which is something that From Software likes to do in, in these games, which um, Dark Souls sort of set this combat system up. Bloodborne changed it quite a bit by adding your, your gun. Uh, they removed the ability to, to block things and replaced it with a, like a parry system where you had to shoot stuff in time. Um, and then this game has changed it up even further where you are wielding a, a, a sword... And there's like a, a parry blocking system going on with, um, with like a metered bar that each person has either yourself or the enemy that you're fighting. And each time you strike an enemy, you are either damaging them if they unsuccessfully do not block, or if they manage to block it, they take on a bit of uh, this, like their meter sort of grows over time. And if it gets to a point where the bar gets full they are staggered and you can do a, a like a death blow on them, like a high tier amount of damage. Um, so you've basically been replaced by a sword and shield and you're now blocking things with your um, with your sword and there's no longer like a stamina bar, that's more or less like your, your posture. And if your posture gets full, then the enemy can do a high tier damage on you. So it's sort of like, do I roll out of the way or am I blocking at this point? Like if I try and block again, I'm going to go past that threshold... ...and be in a lot of fucking trouble. Um, So you've really got to manage... ...like when do I block... ...when do I parry... ...or when do I roll out of the way. And if you manage to do like a successful deflection... ...which is sort of like a quick time event... um, ...you've basically got to wait for them to strike you... ...and then time it correctly. And if you manage to get the timing right... ...and pull off one of these blocks it fills up the bar like significantly and um, you'll be able to counter them sometimes with uh, a death blow and do a high amount of damage so yeah the the, the actual combat is completely different from from uh, Dark Souls um, I am the type of person that plays Dark Souls I've said this before sword and shield I like to just yep. hold my shield up take a bunch of stamina damage and then figure out alright I can roll out of the way and just hit someone you can't do that anymore you've got to time these blocks correctly or if you don't time the blocks correctly for a good deflection you'll take damage uh so you've really got to watch these movement sets of these enemies and figure out exactly when to hit that button um and in true you know from software style the enemies you come up against all have different move sets you've got to learn how they behave how they're attacking you um like what what are the what are their tells like what What's their attack pattern like? Do they, they hit? they swing twice? Stagger forward, look like they're not going to swing, and then all of a sudden, like it's really quick, swing at you like unexpectedly. You've got to try and learn these um these things that they throw at you, and um, and so that's like where a lot of the challenge in the game comes from. It's about learning all these characters that you face up against and and trying to figure out how to approach them. Your um your character does not take a lot of damage at all. Um, Probably two to three hits, and you're you're pretty done. Right. Uh, it, uh, on most cases, sometimes if you come up against a boss, it's yeah, two hits, and you're finished. But the mechanic, and it's in the title, is called "Shadows Die Twice." Um, your character has this ability after they've woken up, who is able to resurrect themselves after they are killed. So you get a, a death prompt that comes up on the screen, and um, and if you have enough meter build, you can resurrect yourself and come back to life and the way it works is you'll have a little notch on the screen and if that is full um, that's what allows you to resurrect and as the game progresses you can get multiple of these uh, throughout the game and the way you build it up is by uh, by killing things and so you'll have to go through a dozen enemies before you fill up one of these bars Um, generally if you've got more than one I think by default the one is always there Um, but you can't resurrect and then be in a fight and then die straight away and resurrect, there's like a limit on how you can do that. I think um, if somebody kills you, you've got to actually go and kill that thing that killed you before you can resurrect again or at least wait a certain amount of time. It basically like crosses it out. It says you can't resurrect until you've done this thing. And um, so there's a bit of like skill to it. You can't just sit there and keep constantly resurrecting over and over again
1: sure there is a uh, what happens if you die twice
0: yeah so there is a, a punishment system if you end up dying you come back to life uh, back at your spawn so exactly the same as as Dark Souls Bloodborne you're, you're respawning at these idols throughout the game which is right. basically a bonfire and um, you lose half of your experience and half of the gold that you're carrying um, the way experience works is uh, you're, not, you're not collecting souls per se. You're just collecting experience from things you down. Each time you fill a meter in your experience bar, it ticks to a point up. So um, you start off at zero. You get fill up the meter of experience. You go to one. And at that stage, once you hit that next uh, sort of tier, that you're safe. You're good. You don't lose any experience. So it's only while you're going from an entire t- bar t- that you lose half of that experience. Um, sometimes there is a uh, there's a mechanic in the uh, the game called Unseen Aid and I f- think by default it starts off at about 30% if you manage to trigger an Unseen aid, aid then you have a chance to not lose any of that experience or gold and each time that you um, trigger that and you die the um, it's sort of a story point but basically each time you resurrect, you're basically, and it's like it's hard to talk about, but um, part of the story yeah, don't is tell,
1: don't talk any stories. Though.
0: There's a reason why um, each time you you die and resurrect, things are happening in the world, and there's cool things that happen um uh, to characters that you see around you, and uh, and as things in the world start to change and happen, you lose some of that unseen aid. Uh, it's kind of like the di- I guess. In Dark Souls, the first couple where each time you respawned, you would lose a bit of health bar.
1: Yeah, like your humanity.
0: Yeah. Not the same sort of system, but they're, they're trying to do things that are different that affects the yeah. gameplay to have some sort of repercussion of you constantly dying over and over again. Um, so anyway, you're gaining, yeah, you're gaining experience. There are skills in the game that you can find and unlock. There, there's like a, um, like a a special move that you can do and you can assign like through this skill tree in the game uh, that special move to a button and as you progress further and further in the game you can get um, uh, like better special moves but also like upgrade your character. So it might be um, uh, your artificial arm that you got, your prosthetic arm can have different uh, abilities and you're able to upgrade some of those abilities through the skill tree to make you stronger and better. And that's kind of where the, uh, I guess the Dark Souls mechanic comes into it. Rather than you putting points into um, vitality or stamina or damage and whatnot, you're putting them to your, your move sets being able to do different moves within the game or being able to power up some of these abilities. Um, and that's how you become more powerful. And so it could be things like for instance one of the the prosthetic arms that you can get will shoot fucking fire out of it and that's how you can do fire damage to people and one of the skills might be um all right you can in order to do this fire damage it costs uh sort of like a um it it costs a resource if you want to think about it like in terms of dark souls be like mana or something like that um I didn't play Magic and Dark Souls, but I'm, I'm assuming it's mana. Anyway, it, sure. it costs a resource. And, and you might be able to update the skill points so that you've got more of that resource to use within the world. So rather than you being able to use it three times, you now use it four times. And um, the same goes for, like, there is a, a health potion that you can drink and you can level up this health potion. It's an essence Flask, but it's not called that. And, uh, you know, at one point you're like, all right, I want to put a point into this part of the skill tree and it means that I can heal more um, when I take a sip. Very, very similar. So So it's
1: it's skill tree focused as opposed to leveling up focused.
0: Yeah. So you're unlocking these skills and throughout the game you find different, like, texts and all of a sudden now you've got other abilities that you can do. Um, Right. There are these enemies that, that are attacking you. I talk about death blows sometimes they've got um sometimes they've got these special move sets that you can't actually block it'll it'll come up on the screen like a again like a quick time and you'll be notified like hey this is a thing that you cannot block you've got to do a particular move in order to get away um sometimes it could be like you've got to roll out of the way or you've got to jump or um ...in order to deflect it... ...whereas if they hit you... ...then they're going to do a significant amount of damage... ...on your character... ...and so as the game progresses... ...you'll start to learn some of... uh, ...some of these movesets... ...that can counter... ...these uh, like death blows towards you... ...and so... ...all of a sudden at the start of the game... ...where enemies are doing... ...like a specific move on you... ...it might be like a thrust... ...they'll thrust at you with a long spear... ...at the start of the game... In order to dodge that, you've got to roll out of the way or sidestep. Um, but as you progress, you'll get a, a skill that allows you to counter that. So all of a sudden now, if they thrust at you, you know that oh, I've got to press B to step in towards them. And he'll counter that with his own move. And then you'll do damage instead. So as you start leveling up your character you get more and more move sets added to your arsenal, which allows you to deal with other characters and their moves. It's sort of like a, a scissor paper rock system where if they do this specific move to you, what do you do to counter that? Like, what's, what's my, my thing that I need to, to beat that? I might not have it yet, so I've got to dodge out of the way. But later on when I get it, I know I press this button, it, and it's, again, another quick time thing. You've got to do it in the perfect timing, but I counter them with a huge amount of damage um yep. so yeah there's no points based system in the RPG a lot of skill trees and that's the same with your prosthetic arms and whatnot you get a bunch of um upgrades to that you're not out there finding gear you're not finding new swords you're not finding new armor you're not finding um rings to to make you stronger you're finding these prosthetic arms that you can upgrade and it allows you to do different skill sets like uh, the the fire move that I told you about and um and then on top of that, you can then upgrade. You can find, like, recipes to upgrade those, um, those specific devices. And it's not necessarily like, oh, it gets more powerful. It's like it makes that weapon behave a little bit differently. So um, it could be a little bit more powerful, but it's like, oh, well, this now does it this way rather than, like, maybe my fire cannon now uh, shoots out in a circle as opposed to the thing like a a radius in front of me um as as an example i haven't done that but you know there's like a there's a there's like a modifier to the to the way that those prosthetics work and throughout the world which allows you to um take on things a little easier um what else is there to talk about um yeah the world itself so you're you're going in a like a much more open environment. Dark Souls and Bloodborne have always been um, <clears throat> these areas, these maze-like areas where there was a lot of shortcut systems in there. You'd come to a locked door and it's like you can't progress through this. It doesn't open until the other, like until uh, you open it from the other side. And yep. so you would find a bonfire. You'd work your way through a bunch of enemies. And then, oh, all of a sudden I found a back door. You open that up and you're at your bond, your bonfire again. Um, yeah. This works a tiny bit differently um, because you're now using elevation. A um, lot more open areas. Your prosthetic arm has a grapple on it. And so you can grapple onto anchor points within the world and, and uh, lift yourself up onto ledges in order to um, at- approach different air enemies. And the reason for that is... There's huge emphasis on stealth in the game. Uh, it is a... You're a ninja. Hence, <laughs> you're supposed to be quiet. You're running around. You're not making a lot of noise. Um, yeah. You're perching yourself up on ledges. You're you're standing on top of people, jumping down, and doing an instant death blow onto them. And if you manage to do that, uh, you inst- as far as I'm aware, you'll instantaneously take an entire life bar off somebody. Uh, if they have not detected you, and you can get... Um, either a jump jumping on them or hiding in bushes. Can you stealth fucking everyone? Yeah. Oh Up my, until a even point. Even bosses? No, okay. Okay. I haven't got to that part okay. yet. I haven't got to that part. <laughs> but from what I've played and I've played about, I got, I got this code uh, on what day is it today? When I got this on Monday. I've played about Monday, 24 yeah. hours so far. Um, there. Yeah. You can, you can pretty much stealth kill everything in the game. Um, there is an indicator above people's heads when they are searching for you. It is yellow. So if they notice you, you'll see the, the bar building up on your screen. Once it gets full, it either goes yellow to mean they've noticed something and they're looking for you, or if it's red, they've found you. Uh, yep. You can disengage combat. If you use your your grapple to jump up and get away, you can lose them. And then they'll go back to their whatever they were doing before, um, and you can try and go back into that engagement again and restart. Can you grapple onto someone? Not yet. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Um, I unlocked an ability where I can grapple to a point and trigger an attack. Generally, like, you just grapple to a point and you land and then you start attacking them. But this one, I can trigger an attack in midair. So when I get there, I, I hit them. So there's things like right. that that kind of change up your moveset. Cool. Um, otherwise, they throw a ton of enemies at you. It is... You don't want me to use this word. It is hard. Like, it's fucking hard. It might be the hardest game they've made. Um, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me very early on. And that could have been an issue with me not understanding how one of the systems works properly. Um, Particularly this, like, resurrecting system. Um, I don't think I was using it properly. Right. Because I I just assumed... uh, I assumed n- negative things would happen in terms of the story if I kept doing it. And so I wasn't using the resurrect at all. I was just killing myself. That's probably my fault. Um, or maybe it is the game's fault for not explaining it really. Like it's a fucking From Software game. You are constantly um, like thinking about your actions and like, how is this going to fuck up this world? Like, yeah. am I supposed to help this person or... uh right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was going about it that way, being like, if I keep doing this thing, shit's going to go happen. Like, shit's going down. So I'm not going to resurrect. I'm just going to kill myself all the time. Um, and I think that's my fault. Uh, so I've got a lot yeah. of deaths. Uh, to give you an idea, I've died. I've got a, a, a marking system. I did this for Dark Souls 3. I think in Dark Souls 3, if I remember, I looked at my review, and I think I died 150 times during that playthrough. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm up to... Um, 65 at the moment deaths on this current game so pr- maybe on point I'm not too sure but it's definitely harder because they're throwing a lot of enemies at you at once sometimes um, from software games generally they'll throw like hey there's a skeleton man here and then all of a sudden there's another skeleton man here uh, okay. whereas this is like hey there's 18 not 18 that's excessive there's 10 dudes in this one area good luck and you can stealth them. You can figure out like, all right, this guy's watching this person. These two are patrolling this area. How do I solve this? It's like a, it's a puzzle, right? Or you can yeah. just jump in and just start murdering everybody. And then yeah. you start murdering someone. This person sees you. They come running over and you're in shit all of a sudden because you're trying to deflect eight people that is, that is throwing swords at you. Um, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on because you can't take much damage. You're very fragile. Uh, if that does happen, you either get the fuck out of there or try and um, try and fight them. Like it's the same combat style. So it's not like Batman where you can deflect four people at once. You've got to worry about deflecting everybody, and it doesn't pay off because once you get surrounded, you can't deflect the person behind you. You've got to be facing them. So it it really doesn't work that way. Um, so going to your point about people one-shotting people there are as far as I'm aware uh because I haven't done it yet but I think there are there are bosses in the game but there might not be a lot of bosses I've, I think I'm fighting one boss at the moment and the only reason I think it's a boss is because they are doing things that are not um they're not standard to the things I've fought normally uh, right. Like, they're using magic powers and stuff. It feels like a boss fight. Like, I walk into the room like, all right, this is a boss fight. Yep. Uh, and this is 24 hours in. So, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of bosses. Bosses in right. terms of, you know, your Dark Souls or From Software. Instead... Or you're just fucking big dick in it, and you're like,
1: uh, yeah... <laughs> like, people are listening. They'll play it later. They'll be, get up to whatever the fuck you're talking about, and they'll be like, yeah... There have been eight bosses so far.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this thing has killed me a lot. It's it's ah. it's, it's killed me. Uh, my counter on it is 12 times. Um, and, okay. and I've... Oh, that's so many. Fuck I you. think it's a lot. Fucking two princes killed me fucking probably
1: 60 times alone. Goddamn motherfuckers. Ponce of Sullivan can go fucking
0: suck a dick. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, so you've got these idols and as you progress through sort of one idol to another a lot of the time you'll come to a point where there is uh, I don't even know what they they're call like the, they're calling it in the game but maybe like a mini boss or a um, uh, an enemy that has the same sort of skill that you have where you've got to sort of kill it twice it's like different phases and so it's got two health bars basically and once you... Um, deplete one health bar it goes to the next phase and all of a sudden their moveset has changed and they're doing different things to you that is a classic fucking boss right that is a from software boss alright but the thing is there Fuck. are a lot of them <laughs> uh, there are a shitload
1: of, so there are either not many bosses or fucking tons of bosses yeah
0: and I think that's the <laughs> way I I look at bosses is um that they're like these huge characters in the other games that like do these ridiculously insane movesets whereas in this game everything feels like a fucking boss because you get to a point and uh it's like okay here's one of these characters to me it feels like a um like a phantom in in dark souls where like oh this thing is gonna just kick the shit out of me i gotta figure out it's like every every fucking junction that you get to there's one of these things standing there that you've got to figure out how it attacks you and what its weakness is and whatnot um so i like to call them like mini mini bosses they're not like this Erica. huge thing where it um sometimes it will lock you into an area and it's like you can't leave other times it's like they're patrolling a certain uh an area of the environment and you can aggro them and be like i am getting out shit kicked out of me i'm gonna bail and see you later dude i'm off and so you are—you basically kill one health bar, their move set changes, and they—they they go again. And for the most part, they're samurais or they're ninjas. They're just—you um, know—they're just walking around, just doing their thing. You can tell when you look at them because the it'll show you on the health bar that they—they're they're something that you're gonna have a bit of a struggle with. Right. Um. Yeah, and so that's how that system kind of. So they're the ones that you can actually stealth kill them. And it'll remove an entire chunk of their bar. And then you got to worry about the next part of the bar. So they're still like... They are still challenging, in a way. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about the very first one that you come across. Um, I'll try and not give away any...
1: pertinent details. Yeah,
0: spoilers about how to beat, beat them. Um, yeah. But you get to a point in this, at the start of the game, where you run into two guys that are talking and there's an eavesdropping system in there where if you get close enough to um, uh, the indicator on the screen, you can listen to them and uh, they will generally give you either hints about things in the world or try and progress the story, um, try and like fill out the story a bit more and and, like the detail of the world. Um, But it's the ones where it's like them talking specifically about something that's coming up or something that you've seen um, that'll give you hints about the world, or how to beat something, or how to give yourself an advantage. And in that particular case, they'll mention something about uh, this fight you're about to do, and um, the thing they're talking about, you don't. It's not something you've got. You don't have it. And um, and then so you can go into that fight and try and beat it, and you could probably do it. I mean, if you want to you can do it that way but uh but then you could also sidestep and be like alright well what are they talking about and then dive down that hole and try and figure it out and yeah you can um basically lead yourself down a path where you start backtracking and it'll eventually get you to a point where you figure out or you get the thing that they're talking about and you can come back to that fight and then use that to to give yourself an advantage um um and to to in, awesome. in order to get past that boss you've, you've you've actually got a I'm pretty sure you have to be I actually didn't try um, but maybe you can just run past him but anyway it's doing this thing of like uh, dark souls and bloodborne had a system in place that other people could help you play I could leave yep. messages in the world and be like use poison or beware of fatty beware of corner um, jump here and you jump off and it'll just kill you of course. Because Sekiro is a single-player game, there is no online yeah. component. Well, yeah. None of that is there. And so the help, I feel like the help that they're gone for is characters in the world um, to try and mm. give you hints and to try and give you an idea. And there's been multiple occasions where I've eavesdropped on a conversation and been like, oh, okay, that's interesting knowledge. That's something that I need to think about going forward for a specific type of fight um and in in that case like there have been multiple times where i been like I don't have this thing that they're talking about how do I get that Wait, like what do I need to do to find that and um and then you start looking around and trying to figure out you know what like there's things that people have talked about I'm like I have no fucking clue what you're talking about it's typical from software shit like just it makes no sense um I feel like they've done a better job this time of explaining yeah. stories like they very much um like uh different types of storytelling from software in the past extremely vague or extremely like high level detailed wanky bullshit. Minimalist Yeah, like you have to literally watch videos on YouTube to understand what the fuck is going on. Yep. This time storytelling is a lot better. They are going, um you know, you're not getting three li- three word answers off of people to More fill in gaps.
1: Detail. Yeah. Not
0: better necessarily. More more in Hey,
1: speaking of the story storytelling, uh Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, they're horror games, in my opinion. Yeah. Secure a horror game or
0: what? Um Yeah, there's aspects of it. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're um they're going for that it's extremely gory. You yeah. stab someone and blood gushes out of them like a like a Quentin Tarantino film or like one of those old school Japanese samurai films where there's just Sick. blood squirting everywhere. That is how Fuck everybody yeah. dies in the game. Um, there are elements that you talked about, like I've walked into caves and I've heard shit and I've been like, I'm out. Like, I'll see the, <laughs> the indicator come on the screen that it's like a boss. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I, just, I literally would back out because I've got, I'm nearly at like my point of getting to my next skill point and I don't want to lose half of it. So, and because was not like Dark Souls where you can come back and pick it up and yeah. then back off it's like no that if I die that's half my experience is dead and then if I go back in there and try and fight again I've now lost you know 75% of my experience because I've tried to fight this thing and I'm good um mm. something that I figured out yesterday which I didn't realize until playing which is a bit shit but you can talk to vendors and they have uh purses on them um coin purses and if you buy coin purses off them uh, and you've got them in your your inventory once you die the coin purses, the coin purses do not disappear so your money doesn't disappear necessarily right uh, I didn't realize this until 20 hours in so there's a tip for you if you those are those are like the soul vessels from the soul games yeah
1: so you used to be able to like store carry around a fuck ton of souls right that were Items that weren't actual souls, so you could couldn't risk losing You'd always use them to uh, in an emergency.
0: <laughs> so me yeah. being a dickhead, every time I come to one of these vendors and they're selling coin purses, I'm like, hundred and ten. Like this dude's fucking ripping me off. I'm I'm losing ten gold because if I buy this purse and I use it, I'm only getting hundred back. I'm like, why the fuck would I buying <laughs> this shit? <laughs> what a dodgy motherfucker. And then I was like, I was I reread it yesterday. I was like, oh Fuck! I'm supposed to be buying these so that I don't lose no. half of my gold all the time. It's for chicken shits. Yeah, because I'd be running Just around don't die. and people are like, what? "Hey, do you want this this mask? It's only five thousand gold." And I'm like, 5,000 fucking gold! I have to survive forever to make the, to make that type of money." <laughs> um, right. So yeah, I fucked that part up hard, but now I understand that mechanic. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it is a. It's definitely a. There's horror elements. There are things you come across that are. are there's obviously supernatural things but it's not like you're running around in this world fighting uh zombies and weird skeletons like a dark souls game for the most part the things that i'm fighting uh human looking um there is there is stuff out there that is not um but it's a bit more grounded i'd say than yeah. there are other games cool uh what else is there to talk about yeah so like the the game definitely opens up a bit more towards um I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know if I'm halfway or if I'm a quarter way through, but there's a point where the game uh, sort of branches off until, into two sections, and then you can sort of play them side by side, like the areas. Yeah. Uh, and eventually you get to a point where things open up even more. I'm now at a spot where I've got like three or four different areas, and I don't really know where I should be going. I guess that's the thing of like, of playing these games um, early, is that uh, I don't really know where I'm supposed to be going. Right. Oh, I love that shit. Though. <laughs> right. It's like I run into an area and I get two shot by something, yep. but I'm getting two shot anyway everywhere else, and, yeah. uh, and or I get to a spot and there's one of these uh, bosses, and I'm like, I can't fight this fucking thing. Like I'm getting smashed, and so I'm sort of gaining i'm sort of running around getting to a point and being like all right i've got a bunch of skills now skill points to use what do i level up and then maybe go back to that fight later on and see how i go um see how i go about like engaging that specific boss now like am i going to do a lot better um so i don't know like where i am in the game i don't know how far i am into it am i halfway am i 80 percent of the way through no idea Mm. no idea but it definitely opens up at a point And things start to go off in different directions. And I guess it's just like figuring out where you're supposed to go. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. We played like Dark Souls. I think it was two. And had the ability to look at guides. Because I think at that stage it had been out in Japan for maybe a month. And so the Japanese community had really figured out a lot of that stuff. And so if you do get stuck, you could be like, oh, well, what do I do now? Okay, I go here. And this is the path I was supposed to take whereas when we played Dark Souls 3 we got that three weeks early and we had to figure it out for ourselves and that's are you in like a Facebook group with other people who've got no I'm
1: literally playing this alone at the moment you should you should at least find one other person (laughs) who's playing it or something (laughs) yeah because fuck man yeah at at the very least you can bounce off ideas uh, or something yeah uh, you guys having a lot of trouble because like, I remember for Bloodborne it was like me and uh, sorry I think it was Mark Serral's and there was one other person in the fucking in our group mm. Um, and yeah we were like it was like uh, are you getting fucking putted by this giant dog and I'm like yeah man this dog is fucking me to death and then the third person we were like Duh, I haven't had any problems um might have been Lucy I definitely talked talked about it with Lucy O'Brien from IGN like a fuck ton. uh that was early it might have that she might have we might have had a different I don't know I was in a couple of different chatty groups but yeah it was like real good to just like <clears throat> gauge whether or not you you. and it was actually really interesting as well uh like I fucking I one shot uh Father Gascoigne, yeah, right,
0: yeah,
1: and so those dudes are all like, "I'm getting fucked by Gascoigne." I'm like, "Oh no, man, I don't have any problems." Wait till you get to Vicar Amelia. Oh, then you'll know. Then you'll know challenge because I'm like fucking up to attempt number forty on Vicar Amelia at this point. Then they roll roll up to Vicar Amelia and they're like, "Oh yeah, she was she was super easy." I'm like, "The fuck are you talking about?" How do you beat her? I don't understand. But uh, at the same time, I didn't want them to tell me how to beat her. It's mostly just really helpful to know that she can be beaten. Hmm. That sort of stuff. Like, yeah. And yeah, you get a sense of your progress as well. Like how you're actually moving through the world, uh, the game world, and stuff like that. Which is always helpful. Yeah. Hunt, hunt out some other people who've got the game. Obviously, I don't. Because why would you know? Why would you give Jobo a copy of the game? I don't know. Doesn't really scan. It's me. He only, only wrote a um, only wrote a review of Dark Souls three that uh, that got emails from the devs saying it was their favorite review. Don't worry about it though. Don't worry about it. Wouldn't want him reviewing the game because <laughs> he said he said bad things about the bad Call of Duty. But did you give it a ten? What Dark Souls three? Yeah, I think so. Oh. If I didn't, it would have been because Steve didn't believe in tens at the time, and I was still halfway through trying to convince him that that's an idiotic stance. No, I think stance you did. I take. think we both gave it a 10. I definitely did. Yeah, gave it I'm a ten. pretty sure.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. that's the, the only thing we'll mention is that there was a news story going around a couple weeks back, two weeks back, that uh, they weren't sending review code out for Secura. Um, mm. I would like to believe that that was true, and then they changed their minds. Right. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but we were. Uh, we were told I won't go into details but we were told we were getting code so uh, and I've had it for a, a couple of days before release I don't think it's yeah. adequate uh, time for me to finish it at all I think Dark Souls we had that three weeks it took me I think I played through 50 hours before I got to the end yeah. sounds about right for me for, between 40 and 50 hours and that was like a proper completionist playthrough uh, like I was yeah. I was doing all of the side stuff um to go, I think it was like forty to sixty hours to, to do that one. So I don't yeah. know, other than reading articles from way back that them saying that Sekiro is the same length as a Dark Souls game. Right. So me being 20, 24 hours in, I could just I, I could be halfway, for yeah. all I know. Um, yeah. So I don't, I do not have a solid opinion on this game yet, which is tough because I have a review to write for it tomorrow. <laughs> Um, push back, man. Do I think it's better than Dark Souls three at this stage? No,
1: no. Okay. Um, why is that? Cause you've sort of been pretty glowing.
0: I haven't really heard any complaints. What do you think it's missing? Um, I think for me, the most part is just kind of struggling to understand, uh, where I should be like, which areas I should be in, because... And the, so, feeling lost. Yeah, feeling a bit lost and not knowing, um... Like, it, at least in Dark Souls, I'd get to an area and be like, oh, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. I can go back and farm this area and level yep. up. It's not too much of an option in this game, because you're not getting, um... I mean, in order to level yourself up, it's like, all right, this skill costs two points, and so you've basically got to level up twice... To get this skill point, or it's like this skill cost six points, and so it's like, fuck, all right, six is a lot, (laughs) like that's a ton for me. Like, I'll just
1: casually point out that you should never be trying to level up for an area in Dark Souls, yeah. Just casually point out that you should be getting good, yeah, you should, Um, absolutely, but
0: like understanding the movesets and whatnot. But in, in this case, like, it's sometimes required because the bosses will throw out moves at you, and in order to counter them. You've got to have that move you got to have that, that set. the puzzle, yeah. Right. yeah you got to have the, the rock. Or like, oh, I've got to have this paper. weapon because if I use this, it counters the thing that they're doing up there or the item. Um, like, there's items in the game, same as Dark Souls. Uh, they do a better job of explaining what shit does, which is yeah. good. Like, a nice amount of text. Um, I think I've only come over one thing that was quite vague and I was like, I don't really understand what this is. Uh, right. but I figured it out at, to a point after realizing what it does but for the most part text is a bit more juicier it doesn't feel like you need to go on Wikipedia to, to read up what exactly it does um, yeah and it's the thing of like they'll throw these the bosses at you the the ones with the two lives and uh, there's eight mobs around them good luck <laughs> good luck yeah. dealing with the, this 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 uh, this thing with all these people around them. In most cases, what I've done is I will kite them um, yeah. to a different area if I can. For, uh, for the most part, the it seems like the boss will follow you a lot longer than the, uh, the little mobs. There are still areas mobs, yeah. where they yeah, get to a point yeah. and they're like, no, I'm not crossing that line. And they start backing up. You can't do damage to a boss and then back up to a point and then go back to where they spawned if they get back to their stationary like their patrol area they'll go back full health Um, right but that
1: gives can you cheese it though can you you, have you got like shuriken you can throw or something
0: uh, it seems like for the most part they will back up so they're always in a blocking stance right and you don't have enough for them to to do any damage because it's not really doing any damage you're just building posture meter on their Um, bar. and when you're doing that you're not damaging them you're just you're just basically building up this bar to the point where you can damage them or it staggers them. So there's that that's going on. Um, So there have been a couple of fights where I've either fucked up the initiation and haven't got that initial stealth move in. And so I'll just run away and then come back and reset them. Or or I'll kite a bunch of enemies around and um, try and kill them all and then take on the boss. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like like it's definitely good. Like it's a good game. I I think that uh, I think he's a genius. Like he's 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 doing things that um like he's changing up the formula. It's, like it feels like a it feels like a From Software game, but yep. at the same time the combat is so different that again you've got to relearn all these things. The same thing with Bloodborne, right? Is that you could go into Bloodborne and be a Dark Souls expert but you've got to relearn all these mechanics and relearn the way enemies approach you and all the intricacies yeah. of those mechanics. And um, this feels the same way. Like as someone who's played a shitload of dark souls and bloodborne, you can, you can go into it and um, definitely hold your own way, but you're going to have to relearn the combat. Like, and it takes a while, it takes a while to get, to get your head around. Cause uh, you know, do you just keep blocking, or do you parry and you, you, you miss time that you're getting damage taken off you? Um, but I just don't know. I just like there's things about it where I'm like, I feel like Dark Souls did it better. Um, right. But it, it might surprise me. Like I might get to the end of it and be like, actually, no, I changed my mind. I think it's a better game than Dark. But th- that's a huge benchmark. Like Dark Souls three, I fucking loved, and two, yeah. Um, yeah. So I at this stage, I just don't. Not one hundred percent sure right. how I feel about it. It could be because it's fucking challenging. Like I'm getting destroyed all the time, and I just don't know where I'm supposed to be going. <laughs> uh, I want to play it. Yep. Oh, right. um, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely good. It's definitely good. I think um, people really enjoying it. Will enjoy it, but it's different. It's extremely different to stuff they've done before. Yeah. Well not, ex- still, not extremely different. Like it feels it feels familiar, yeah. but it's like they changed up the formula. All this new stuff. Whereas the items you look at an item you're like, oh yeah, okay, that's from uh, that's a from software item, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But it's the bits around it. It's reversal, um, you know, having things be on elevations now, um, being able to grapple on stuff, the changes in combat that really uh, changes that game. Like you you. You're still going around areas and and getting onto idols and, and fast traveling around and unlocking um, rest points. Um, you're still uh, you can still like each time you kill one of these little, like mini bosses, they drop prayer beads. And once you collect four, you can upgrade your vitality and your your arm um, posture, so you can take more posture damage, and also you've got more hit points now. Um, there are Seeds that you find out throughout the world that you take to one of the ladies and she upgrades your your flask so that you can drink. So this it's drink more because
1: if you think about it, right? Yeah. Souls games have always been a sort of 3D Metroidvania, yeah. right? But this is taking it to the next level. Really, mm-hmm. it's taking the Metroidvania concept to its and degree it's going all the all the way fucking castlevania with it castlevania no all the way metroid with it like it's going very very deep into the that system where it's it's trying to get you to just focus on the slow build that one character not the rpg stuff yeah. like but returning to s- certain places exploring etc cetera, etc cetera. sounds fucking amazing yeah i can't wait
0: it's good i'm just not talking about it. I'm just in that mindset at the moment where I don't know where it sits on my scale. And that could be because I haven't yeah. played enough. Like, I don't know how ridiculous it gets. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely challenging, like, having to learn the moves. Like, pretty much every, like, area will have one or one or two of these bosses. And you're like, fuck. As soon as I, I see them come up on the screen, and I haven't killed the one that I found, like, four four fucking areas ago I'm like oh shit alright here we go and sometimes it's one of those things where you just need a break you come back yeah and you beat it in two goes yep and you know all of a sudden something clicked with
1: the um the dragon rider in Dark Souls 3 yeah. yeah fucking I must have just slammed my face against that wall so many times and then I just like came back and started up the next morning and walked in and beat him that first fucking try i'm like you are fucking kidding yeah. oh man it's always good though like he it's it's success it's just like why didn't i do this yesterday why like i yeah i don't think i actually did anything different i just fucking did it correctly this time i just stopped fucking up obviously you do it you do shit different hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Art right, about the art style is great stop talking, about uh,
0: it. stop talking about it the only criticism I have is god damn it the uh, Bloodborne you remember Bloodborne how it had that same sort of look about it like this gothic yeah seems like shit looked all the same I was kind of worried at the start of of Secura that everything was going to look the same um, and it does feel that way quite early on but then they eventually start changing up some of the environments in there um, oh. which is good so I mean, it gets there in the end. Um, We'll keep talking about this next week for sure. Probably the next two weeks, I would say. At least. I would
1: say. Because there's a lot we won't be able to talk about next week anyway because it's so easy to spoil shit with one of these kinds of games. So Uh, we'll still have to tap dance around a bunch of stuff. Yeah, hopefully I haven't spoiled
0: anything about it. I don't think you have. The the game is out now. I mean, we can't post this until the embargo, so this will go up um, when the game's released. Um. But yeah, I, I'll add that I'm playing on PC. It's uh, it's running. A, it's capped at 60 frames on PC, but it runs great. So as far as I'm aware at the moment, no frame rate issues for me in areas on my 2018. Cool. <laughs> saying that, shocker. Yeah, yeah. Shocker. Um, but,
1: it, but chuck uh, that n in. Go on.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any problems in Dark Souls <laughs> 3 when I played on that. Yeah. And it's, it's the same engine. You, you look yeah. at this game. And it's a From Software game. The menus are all the same. Yeah. Like it, it looks like a From Software game. It, like it feels like it's in that Souls Bloodborne genre. Um yeah. the met like the buttons look all the same. So yeah, except it doesn't say you have died anymore. Oh. No. But it's good. I think people are gonna enjoy Church. it. I can't it's wait to it. talk to people about how they've fought certain bosses. I've seen people on my Steam that are playing it. Maybe I'll hit them up at some stage and be like, how the fuck did you beat this thing? Like, what yeah, is what is the gimmick? How do you do it? Am I just being casual? Because yeah. um, this boss that's killing me, it is the uh, it was in the second area that I found. Oh. Yeah, and I right. haven't beat it yet. Okay. Um, that could be because I just haven't focused on going back and trying to figure it out. But right. um, It's great. Cool. It's good. Awesome. All right, let's do some news. News. Um, We talked about this last week. There were rumors going around, very highly uh, strong rumors, that Google was working on some sort of gaming device. They uh, they hired Jade Raymond to head up head up a games division, and uh, they were going to be doing a keynote at GDC, which held was held last night. Yep. And uh, Google has announced a gaming platform. Hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: Do you remember what we talked about last week? Do you remember what we had a guess of what it was going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what my guess was? Uh, you talked about Anthem. I can't remember for 40, 45. <laughs> you You can tell what my guess was if you just uh, continue on now to explain what they announced. Because I guessed exactly what the
0: fuck they announced. Yeah, it's a streaming platform <laughs> based a browser, by the sounds of it. Yep. Um, Where you'll be able to play video games via... A data like a, a streaming service that's, that's running the game on a data center, um, at 4K at 60 frames per second, without apparently any latency. That's what they're mm. saying. Don't know if that's entirely true. I guess we got to wait for some technical it's people. Not
1: even it's not even true from the outset. Yeah. Uh, I've seen like they let Digital Foundry get their hands on it. The a couple of other people have gotten their hands on it. Uh, we're already looking at 140 milliseconds of input lag. Input lag. That doesn't count account for any other kind of lag. That doesn't count for display lag. That doesn't account for network lag, If in case you're playing a fucking network game. Like, yeah. 140 milliseconds of input lag straight off the fucking bat is that is an unplayable ping from Rainbow (laughs) Six. Like, immediately, I know this because back when they had that bug at the start of Burn Horizon, we were getting 140 ping on the Southeast Asian servers that was chucking us on, and it was annoying as fuck. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, straight off the bat, it's looking at a bunch of input lag the good thing about input lag is provided it is consistent uh, you can like attune yourself to it uh, so as long as it's not like fluctuating a bunch you can actually get used to it uh, but it will still feel bad initially Uh, I don't know how is that Doom out on stage I don't know how a game like Doom would fucking it's fast yeah that Assassin's uh, Creed right like Assassin's Creed I think is one you can sort of set your own pace at you can play it fast, but you can play it a bit slower, so that works. But Doom, it, you're supposed to be ripping and tearing, you're supposed to be moving forward, especially Doom Eternal is one way you're supposed to be, like, you're charging fucking ahead. So, it's a bit of a weird one, in my opinion. Not that any of it matters. Uh, Australia isn't in one of the launch territories for it, so... Brazil. Uh yeah, it won't be coming here. Uh, I I don't seen numbers 15 me- uh f- 15 me- megabits megabytes. Yep. Which, which one's little B? I can't Campbell remember. M. Oh. Um is the worst-case scenario uh which is significantly higher than many people have in Australia.
0: Yeah, is that not the average? Hey, is that not like Yeah, the- might my- uh, it might be the average
1: adjusted (laughs) like for what you know high high bandwidth bastards like me because i'm on like what effective 98 uh 40 up right most people don't get that most people don't get anywhere close to that and 15 is their worst case scenario yeah so most people aren't going to be able to play it here so that's cool not that it matters anyway. I'm not that interested in it, to be honest. Uh, I don't... I don't know. I want a little bit more fine control over my games. They've announced any pricing models or anything either, so it's not like we've got any idea of what that, that's going to
0: entail. Yeah. Um, I think if they come out and they're like... We were talking about this last week. If they come out and they're like, it's 15 bucks a month, like they they compete with your Netflix yeah. or even um, your your Game Pass that's on the Xbox and whatnot, then yeah, that's obviously appealing to probably a lot of people that aren't going to give a shit about latency. Yeah. um, If you're not playing like a, a, you know, multiplayer game or something like that.
1: Yeah. It's just going to be fucked for multiplayer games. And I think, you know, I think most people want to be able to play Fortnite. They want to be able to play fucking PUBG. They want to be able to play Apex or... Rainbow or Counter-Strike or Dota or League of Legends, the large majority of video games being played are multiplayer, which is why I don't see how this is necessarily
0: going to make the dent that some people think it is. Right. Um, I mean, the thing that could change this up is if, if they start looking at things that are highly graphically intensive and start competing with the consoles and being like alright you can like this looks better than a console you don't need yep. any attached hardware because it's running from our data center it looks amazing um, I mean that could be appealing for some people
1: then it entirely comes down to
0: exclusives
1: right right and so because what- why like what, if, if you weren't a giant fucking gaming dork like you or I right and you didn't have an Xbox and a Playstation and a Switch and a fucking $1400 graphics card in your (laughs) PC like what would you you'd have to pick one right what would you pick yeah I'd probably pick Playstation probably that's where I'd be right now Uh, if I only had one I'd probably be on Playstation for God of War and Spider-Man and I'd probably be playing Fortnite, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Apex at the moment. But, um, like, yeah. If I could only pick one, I'd probably pick PlayStation. But I could see why you might probably pick Switch, or you might probably pick PC, depending on how you are so inclined. But it would be because of the exclusives. It would be because of Mario, or it would be because of uh, whatever, like a billion fucking PC exclusives the actually I'd probably be on PC if I was on anything I don't know why I said Playstation I'd be wishing I could play God of War but you know, I'd probably be like "Ah, oh, yeah I'm good with my PC um, yeah if they don't come out with any exclusives then I don't see why you'd get that I don't see why you'd get it and at the same time I don't think I don't think they can do exclusives
0: mm. at this stage uh,
1: yeah it's way too early right uh, and I don't think they can do exclusives that would really leverage the
0: uh hardware. Right, yeah, unless it's indie you know. stuff or Yeah. Sort of like what yeah. Fortnite sorry, not Fortnite, Epic is done with with um some of their stuff. I mean they've obviously gone after yeah. some big triple A games, but Yeah. That's just like exclusive deals for a year and whatnot. Yeah. Timed exclusives. Yep um yeah and they don't count for shin.
1: um all right anyway what's it what's yeah. next uh, but there's just, bethesda- just quickly enough, the controller yep. oh,
0: yeah. what do you what do you think of that i only saw a quick looks like a generic controller i didn't
1: think it was terribly special terribly bad i don't know yeah looked fine right i don't know Looked like a first gen playstation controller to me okay fair enough oh. Yep.
0: yeah all right uh next up uh bethesda is going to be at e3 they're yep. doing a, um, another conference. They talked about Doom Eternal. Yeah. They're going to show some Doom Eternal stuff and others, other things as well. Um, looks like Starfield. Uh, the the um, little teaser that they put out, like, hey, come to our stream and watch Bethesda and whatnot. It is uh, a bunch of characters from the Bethesda lineup um, mm. standing on top of a, a hill, a grassy hill with the Beth... BE3 above them in stars um so if you put those together it's it's stars with a field so it's star star field. did you see what I went for Job? oh see, now I get it, it yeah now I get yeah. it yeah um I mean this is gonna be uh yeah this is gonna be interesting because they're they're coming off the back of Fallout 76 and that not being incredibly favourable among the um that community who likes those types of games and getting Todd Howard out there again, yeah, to spruik their next game. Um, yeah. I don't know if the excitement is going to be as high as what they wanted.
1: No, uh, I don't think. Yeah, I think they're going to change how they look at the old hype machine, right? Because uh, I don't think they necessarily get away with it anymore. You know. Um, get away with it is probably a little bit harsh Uh, it's not quite what I meant Um, I don't know that they get away with just hype you know I think they need substance now they don't get away with just fucking some memes about arrows in the knee and shit they gotta go for actual fucking substance because people aren't just gonna believe that it'll be great anymore Fallout
0: 76 poisoned that well how much time are they gonna spend on talking about the engine do you think they need to spend time talking about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. I hadn't even thought about it, but one hundred percent, like they have to. It has to be a huge focus to convince people that it is capable, that it's not Gamebryo version unknown, I mean, fucking eight thousand or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they're not going milking that same fucking dry cow. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point
0: yeah Mm. right yeah um anyway I'm looking forward to to see more of whatever Starfield is but also Doom um yeah I think Doom looks sick I've talked about it before and obviously they're gonna spend time on Fallout 76 talk about I guess what they're doing with that one how they're planning on on uh saving it um do you think there's gonna be any other surprises uh I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Could there be? I mean, I guess I'll be surprised if there is. So, in that sense, yes. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't think. I, I think they will try to give us the. I think they'll try to go the No Man's Sky 2.0 relaunch of Fallout 76. I think that'll be their big fucking play. Right. Their biggest play. Okay. Because they need... I think they need that to succeed. Or at least be better than it is now. Yeah,
0: it's the good faith thing. And they can definitely turn around. Uh, We've seen it happen with No Man's Sky. I I still didn't like what they did, but they spent a shitload of time on that game. Um, And a lot of people liked it. The big one for me is Sea of Thieves, right? They, um... That game was... I mean, we liked it when it came out, but a lot yep. of that was like the thing of, oh, you can see the potential here, but it's not very good. And they spent a yeah. year. Uh, and I'm excited to get back into that game like next week. Are they launching... I think it's their one-year anniversary very soon. Yeah, um, it would There be. might even be a trailer in the next... probably by the time you listen to this. Um, so we mm-hmm. might know what's going on now. I'm so keen to get back in that. I still love that game um, from what we've played recently I haven't seen a bunch of the new content in in like that game still um they added a, some new voyages and things you got to do to do those voyages and because we've been so busy with everything else i just haven't had a chance to check any that out so yeah it's entirely possible that they spend a bunch of time trying to fix that game or they could just be like well fuck it we've got starfield coming out and we've got the next elder scrolls um, game, so we'll just cut our losses and and go to that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think they can. They've they no. need to f- fix it or do something to it to get like yeah. the goodwill back from their fans. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, mm. uh, next up, Modern Warfare Four will not have a battle royale or specialists.
1: Yeah, so I guess we were hinting at this earlier, but yeah, the. They've come out and said it will not have these two things that have sort of become, I don't know, critical by parts of the series, specialists in particular. But, like, Battle Royale is why a lot of people bought Blackout. Uh, I don't think there's any fucking question about that. Uh, And it's, it's, it's weird to me. What they need to do, in my opinion, is take blackout and spin it off Call out Call of Duty blackout into it's own fucking thing as soon as fucking possible right make it it's own thing right fucking now Mm -hmm. because I mean if if we get too close to Modern Warfare 4's launch and they're like uh, people know what Call of Duty is like yeah right there is it becomes less fucking supported as time goes on and everyone understands that Activision doesn't want you playing Call of Duty whatever the fuck when the new one's out but the fact is right they are they are not the kings anymore they don't fucking rule unopposed they are not the, the game of choice of the dad who only picks up a game every now and then or the teenager who's just trying to play with his friends or the 11 year old, they're all fucking playing Fortnite. They are not Fortnite and they have to fucking recognize this shit and adjust. They have to adjust right now and I don't think they will. Yeah. I think they're going to continue trying to do the same shit until they have pissed away any anything
0: that the series still has. Right. Yeah, man. I was talking to um, somebody the other day um, and they were like, they were talking to me about games. Like they're not in games at all. Um, and they were like, Oh, my kids are like, they've, they're not playing Fortnite anymore. They've jumped onto this other new thing. And I was like, Oh, mm. it's probably Apex, Apex Legends. Yeah. Yep. Like that'd be what it is. Um, like
1: that, that is, yeah, that's what, well, <clears throat> yeah, that's my little, uh, nephew. Apparently only watches Apex videos now. My yep. little brother. Plays Apex on PlayStation now. I'm never playing it with him on PlayStation. It's, I'm play. I've, I've done enough PlayStation. Uh, for one, uh, Apex for one lifetime. I played it at the IGN offices and it was um, frustrating. Yeah, not being able to hit shots I know I can fucking usually hit. Yeah, and it's just like it's that whole you know how positioning is so important in games. But I still I was still positioning myself the way I would do it on PC. But I can't hit the shots that I would on PC. Because mm. uh, you're so... looking at the ground and now you look at the sky. Exactly. I'm like, fucking... <laughs> How do I shoot? Where's the mouse button? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's getting fucking pondered. Um I did have a good game. I think I, I told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grappled into a dude, shot him with a shotgun, got fucking tons of kills. It was a good one. That was a good one. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Need to evolve. Uh, yeah. They I do. don't know, man. I... I... Like we said before, when we are talking about this stuff, it's. I'm curious to see what they do with Battle Royale, including um, Battlefield. Like, they, It needs to be separate. I, I think it's the biggest mistake they've made by having it in the game, uh, especially considering yeah. how successful it was for Call of Duty. Um, and the next Call of Duty comes out, and then, like, what now? You've got two games installed, and you want to play back out on one of them, and yeah, like none of the progression carries across, because... You're earning all these season passes in one game, and um, whereas in like Modern Warfare Four, the season pass is across all the modes, and like you're unlocking things, and uh, it's it's just a weird weird system. So yeah, speaking of systems, System Shock Three, a Ooh. teaser. Did you watch this? I did not see this at all. Yeah. Um, I will have to look it up after this. I, we talked about this yeah a while back. Original parts of the system shock team i believe are working on this one haven't heard about it in a while they released a um a teaser trailer a couple days ago and um yeah man it looks uh it definitely looks very pretty it's going for that dark very dark the lighting plays a big role in it um yeah style and uh you know obviously there's some some voice works from some uh, notable characters in that universe. So they're definitely teasing some things. I'm wondering if we'll see it somewhere at E3, somewhere, maybe, maybe at a PC show, My guess. But yeah, man, I'm a big fan of System Shock. Obviously, that's a series that spawned off games like the Bioshock, um, highly influenced by things like Thief as well. We had some some people from the System Shock team go to Thief. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's got a, a good legacy Prey
1: Prey, yeah uh, Prey, yeah uh, Obviously Yeah, uh, Harvey um, From um, Whatever the fuck they're called That studio That made Prey Yep uh, And Dishonored He worked on uh, System Shock 2 right. If I recall correctly yeah. Uh, Deus Ex Like, yeah System Shock is The
0: granddaddy of the interactive sim genre, yeah. That all these n- very well-known developers, or developers yeah. that are very no- well-known now, that have that yeah. have come from that studio, uh, oh, from yeah. Looking Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you should go watch that. It's uh, it's a very short teaser, um, but uh, sick. Yes, it looks cool. Cool. And lastly, <laughs> Game of Thrones whiskey. We were just talking shit. Before we started this, mm. and we saw this in uh, <laughs> on this site. You're a big Game of Thrones person, Job. I yeah Would you buy the I Game of bit- Thrones whiskey?
1: I would not. <laughs> I would not buy the Game of Thrones whiskey. Uh, I've been checking it out, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy some Game of Thrones whiskey. Why the fuck not? Because uh, I'm building out my whiskey collection at the moment, uh, and uh, I did some research, and... Apart from largely being that PD bullshit that I fucking hate, um, yeah, it's uh, oh, but like overpriced. It seems like it's largely just they've slapped an extra twenty bucks on the prices to pay that license fucking, somehow for for the yeah for the fact that it's in a Game of Thrones bottle, which is fucking insane to me. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, there are a bunch there's one bottle that's not coming to Australia right um, I think it's like the Tully because there's a winery called Tully's Estate or something so I believe that one's not actually going to make it to Australia uh, there's like a full-blown licensing issue it'd be like House Hungry Jacks oh, sorry House Burger King hmm. because there's a Burger King here so we call it Hungry Jacks instead yep. um, but yeah uh, yeah I haven't uh, I don't, Oh not I I wouldn't go in. Although the bottles the bottle like for the the night's watch looks pretty fucking cool. Uh I absolutely wouldn't get the White Walker. Actually speaking of Game of Thrones shit, uh there's something else coming out this week. Uh Game of Thrones shoes. Have you seen these? No.
0: While we're on topic. Would you get
1: Game of Thrones whiskey, I should ask?
0: No. I don't watch I haven't no? watched Game of Thrones in since season two. Oh really? Okay. I stopped. I think halfway through season two.
1: You don't watch Rick and Morty. You don't watch Game of Thrones. Does it? My is it hard being as fucking hipster as you my are? My plan was to watch God, all of
0: them for this final season, but I feel like right. it's crept up on me too much. I'd need to. Oh, I'd need to spend like the next three weeks exclusively watching Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah. Every night. I saw
1: someone. Someone wrote. I think it was like a week or so ago. You would have to. Like, if you started tonight, you could watch every episode of Game of Thrones in, like, before it comes out again. Yeah. But that was, like, a week or so ago. So you're already seven episodes behind. Yeah. Um, But I've watched
0: the first season, so I know what happens. Ah, so
1: you can skip that one. Nice. Uh, Yeah, there's, there's Adidas is bringing out some Game of Thrones shoes. And the White Walker shoes look fucking awesome. But they're White Walker shoes. So what am I supposed to do? I don't want to rep the white walkers what if they win I don't want to be responsible for that hmm. what if they decide who wins based on how many shoes get sold and then it's all on me that's really like good. it's entirely
0: my fault yeah. I don't think I can fucking live with but them. is it each shoe or like is two shoes two A yeah, shoe. the vote alright oh, well, I was
1: thinking the pair would be one vote but maybe each shoe hmm. you know No, because you wouldn't buy individuals. So it would essentially be
0: right. Just one vote anyway. What if you bought a shoe and one whiskey? That's two votes, right? That would be maybe that's what they're doing. Ah,
1: yep. Okay. So if you were to buy all of the whiskeys, because you can buy all of the whiskeys in one, like one big eight hundred dollar
0: fucking. That's just negating all of that. Ah, okay
1: okay well that's one way to you know get yourself out of democracy Mm. I suppose um yeah okay cool right anyway I really want those shoes but no there was another the other shoes I really liked were I think they were like the fucking house Lannister ones Mm. like come on why can't the Starks have a good pair of shoes god damn it Starks have the worst shoes of the fucking bunch easy easy anyway Moving on, question times. They're good shoes, though. They're fucking comfy. Questions. Let's go. Doctor E three money writes. Ask Luke how good was Kleb's one v three no scope Kraber win. Ah, uh, Klebo. A good. Our good friend Klebo. Um, how 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 good was Klebo's one v three no scope Kraber win,
0: Luke? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, we I think we landed at Skulltown and hot drop. five other teams landed there I feel like oh, yeah, um that's a hot drop. I don't know if this was the same game but there was definitely a game where we landed there the other two guys went down and then I had no weapons and basically revived them and then we went elsewhere um and then came back and that could be the game that that we won but anyway we ended up back at Skulltown in this game that Club was in mm. and uh Yeah we got in a fight Ended up going down Had basically no club had no ammo at all And he Mm -hmm. finds These other two teams are basically shooting each other um, Oh yeah On on, like the sand dunes in In Skulltown And Mm -hmm. He grabs this drop And uh It's got the Kraber in it And like that's all he's got to fucking shoot people with (laughs) Eventually one team goes down and so there's three left, and I'm like, just fucking no scope it because at that stage, you're you've got to engage pretty closely, and there's like, yeah. there's no point just running in with a scope, like just no scope them, fuck it. And he goes in, and he just starts no scoping people, and because it does so much damage, they're all dropping like instantly because they've just gotten out of this <laughs> fight, um, and he's like got no health because he's got no he's got no fucking gear either, like because we've been reviving people the entire game yeah uh, yeah and he takes on all three of them and uh, with no scopes just the entire time he's just no scoping everybody I think he hit like all of the shots um, multiple times like five or six shots it Same. was pretty good uh, we are well, not winning that game or Clebo not winning that game Clebo nice
1: it's uh, it's interesting that uh, uh Clebo would win a game for you guys because uh, I was playing with the playing with Clebo and the season pass had kicked Damn. in earlier today and a Kraber lost us that game because uh, he stood still for about four minutes <laughs> basically begging a Kraber to headshot him and then I had to take on the remaining three myself and I did manage to uh, oh no we both managed to, to down one of them uh, I shredded the armor off the other two but I uh, couldn't get the fucking finish so yeah that was a bummer I think I got like 980 damage huh. on that one right. in that game and I respawned Kleb and everything. So he was coming in with, like, fuck all. Still, standing still to, you know, bait out a Kraber shot. I'm just, I don't know. Not not the strategy I'd go for. Klebo, classic Klebo. Anyway, new question. Good question, Drew. Uh, bit uh, insular, I think, you know. But, oh, um, Drew didn't, didn't do
0: anything. Drew didn't do anything. I was giving I feedback could, at least, like saying, "Hey, just no scope them." That's feedback.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Drew was Drew was like, "I'm I'm writing the Discord. I'm I'm yeah. I'm off <laughs> to build my new house." Um, Heckles writes, "What are your thoughts on free to play games with season passes? Are they a positive way for dedicated gamers to continue supporting their favorite games, or is locking the sense of regression behind a paywall taking a core experience of playing games away from the player?" I feel like leveling heroes and earning currency with Dota Plus should be part of the core game. And I feel the same about Apex Legends. The cosmetic and in-game currency rewards for each level should be standard. And I feel like they have created a system that isn't rewarding Rewarding, and are bringing it back to the standard but behind a season pass. I want to give them money because it's a great game. But so far I don't see the value that the season pass adds apart from fixing some issues that I had with the game to start with. E.g., Leveling being boring, no way of earning in-game currency, drops being capped, and cosmetics being too expensive. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with you in the sense... I do. I think season passes are a fantastic way to uh, keep people engaged with the game, and I think it's a great way to keep support coming in for the game. Sure. Uh, I think season passes solve a lot of problems from that perspective. Um, I do agree with you that uh, a lot of what they have locked behind the season pass is kind of, should be bog standard uh, and should be available to everyone, regardless of whether or not they buy in. Um, sure. I, Call of Duty sort of just accelerated the speed at which you earned
0: in the season yeah, pass. Yeah, so Call of Duty uh, was doing it the same way as, I guess, Fortnite, where you've got like, everybody can can own experience and, and get, Items, whether it be... I mean, it was skins and uh, yeah. characters and that sort of thing. But they have, like, a second tier. And then when you bought that Season Pass, it would open up another tier. And, oh, this has, like, a bunch of extra stuff in it as well. So you could still, like... You could still play the game and get things out of it. But if you bought the Season Pass, it was, like, another level to it. And you get even more things. Right. And it, you know, like you said, it fast track certain... Certain items, so I yeah. like that stuff. So
1: yeah, I reckon the season like buying the season pass just double the speed at which you earn shit that way, or like some rate at which you earn the season pass unlocks that way, everyone still unlocks stuff regularly. Uh, people who want to put some money in will like earn it a bit faster. Um, we were playing with a dude, uh, because I was talking to people while we're, while who were like our random third, I was talking to our rando seeing what they were about and uh, yeah we were playing with a dude who hadn't played the game enough to unlock Octane mm. uh, but had bought the season pass because he loved the game so much I'm like I uh, just buy the character okay. <laughs> or like how, how, how have you not played that much of this game because I did it pretty easy I'm going to be honest like I've got enough for another like I bought octane and I've still got enough for another one. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, a bit odd. Anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't like. Well, like I don't like. I've said it already. I don't like Apex Legends Season Pass this season. I don't think it's worth the money at all. Um, but yeah, like, I think if they were to fix it, the like the way we've said, it'd be pretty good. All
0: right. I, I never asked this, but how does it? Is it like a book? Like, is it the same way as as, um, as Call of Duty and, and um, fuck, I forgot the name, Fortnite, Fortnite. <laughs> where you've got, like, a, a grid-based system, it's like, level one, you get this, level two, like, is that the way it progresses, yeah. or is it, like, just random uh, drops?
1: No, it's it's one, two, and level two, you get, like, a loot crate, and you unlock something. So you get to rent and hats, and like three, Prop G? And- I don't think I don't think there's any rentals, uh, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Even though that's obviously the most the best way to go yeah, about rentals. I love
0: renting tank tops T shirts.
1: What a fucking bag of dicks that was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway. Right. Good question, Heckles. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Uh
0: that's it. That's it let's wrap things up Uh, you can find The Gap under iTunes Android Windows Store Spotify all those wonderful places The Gap The GA Podcast search for that will definitely come up Uh, please help and please rate and review the show Uh, helps other people find it It moves up in the list in certain places and uh, if you want to send us questions you can do it via email thegapodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our discord page which is thegapodcast.com slash discord like Dr. E3 Money did or like yes. Heckles did. Uh, we've got a bunch of voice channels in there. People playing games. Um, maybe jump in this week if you're playing Sekiro and you need some help. Or you want to talk to people about the game. Um, maybe do that. We'll be playing some Battlefield as well. Uh, there's people playing Division 2 still. Uh, last night there was uh, I saw a team and a bit in there still playing it. There's definitely people yep. playing uh, Division. We've got a clan up and running I think we hit level five the other day. Um, I haven't really checked much how that's progressing, but seems to be going. Um, So that's cool. If you want to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast, or you can go to our YouTube page as well, which is youtube.com slash the podcast, I believe. Or you can go to the podcast.com slash YouTube. One of those two will be on there. Um, last week, last week's episode hasn't gone up yet. I had some issues with my hard drive. Um, okay. Which I only fixed d- this morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, turns out it is fixed, right? when I was fucking around inside my computer that day, I must have knocked a cable and uh, uh. that was gone. And so I was like, oh, that's a bit shit. Have I lost an entire hard drive? But it turns out I didn't. So that's all sorted now. No. And so I'll upload that as soon as I can. Um, cool. And I'll try and put some footage up of Securo. Only issue is... I can't put a lot because of my embargo details but I'll, I'll oh, do what I can. Okay. okay um cool. if you want to check that game out and me dying a bunch fine. You can go to our Spotify page thegipodcast.com slash Spotify as well if you want to do it that way mm. so people listen on Spotify which is cool. Um, awesome. The website it has got links to all the things we just talked about including past episodes of the show if you want to listen to some of those that's that's fine by me do it it's the best yep. and uh that's it. all run thanks to our patreon members if you want to help support this show you can get to patreon.com slash ga podcast and subscribe there uh, a little bit of money helps us pay for for costs on the it website does. um and you're the best keeps things running and i think that is it anything you want yep. to uh, pimp out this week that you've been working on
1: I spoke to the coach of August. That'll be going out this week. It was supposed to go up last Friday, but for very obvious reasons, I didn't put it up. Uh, So we'll put it up. I decided I'd delay it till the finals of the Oceanic Cup, which is this weekend for Rainbow Six. Uh, So you can go read that. They're former Atletico. Probably if any team is going to beat Fnatic in this cup, it's going to be August. And if any team is going to beat them in the pro league, it'll be August as well um but they've been like super on form lately as well so there's fingers crossed they can get it done uh it'd be cool to see someone take Fnatic down just because it would mean such good things for the scene um so yeah that there was a pretty interesting chat i asked him uh asked him about what he thought about burnt horizon and he was like uh, yeah it's not coming into competitive playlist for three months mm. So, I'll talk to you about Wind Bastion instead. I'm like, yeah. It's an Aussie cup, and these are Aussie operators. So, if you could talk about the Aussie operators in map, that'd be fucking cool. Uh, answer the questions I asked instead of the ones I didn't. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go back. But actually, got some really good insight into what they think of Cade uh, and Nomad. Anyway, so turned out pretty good is is, uh, is, it,
0: is Cade like viable I feel like he is yeah 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 uh yeah
1: Cade's definitely viable yeah. I mean it's just options right that's that's what I feel is the biggest thing that they're doing in uh that they'll be doing in the in the season 4 is adding extra options uh to allow people more ways to do certain things yeah do certain things yeah yeah to make it, make the like the choice of banning a bit harder. Uh, speaking of Rainbow Six, head to IGN for a huge preview I did uh, about Year Four, and there's some video and there's some sick kills, and uh, the fucking IGN wizards managed to edit out you yelling vagina over and over <laughs> again. Uh, so suck my dick, look. <laughs> Cause I gave him that video. I'm like, this is the perfect fucking video to end on. But Luke is sitting there yelling vagina <laughs> nonstop. So you're going to have to do something about that. And uh, they fucking managed it, which it. is, which is magical. Uh, but yeah, so it's definitely worth a watch. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. Sweet. All right. Uh, for me, you can go to survivor.com uh, you can check out the, the RTX 2080 article that I spoke about. Um, it's got some mm. some images up there and some more graphs if you want to have a quick gaze of that. Or you can go to com for the Sekiro review, which should be up by the time you listen to this.
1: Nice. And that's it.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to do for that yep. at the moment. Okay. Cool. my brain is melting at the time being I've, I've yeah I went to bed at like 4 o'clock yeah. last night yeah and the night before doing this game oh it's so harsh so hard
1: being able to play the, the game Joe really wants to play <laughs>
0: fuck you <laughs> yeah alright and that's it Um, next week more Sekiro more Battlefield more probably Apex is there anything yeah. else out next week
1: it's gonna be Sekiro Apex
0: and probably more. And division. Battlefield, and a little bit of. Some- I don't know about. Well, oh yeah, and Battlefield. Yeah, you don't know about Division. Well, if all this other stuff is coming out, I mean, bits and pieces. I played. I played about an hour of Division Two last night since the weekend. Go join our
1: clan. Luke says the game's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe spent forty minutes shitting on it. <laughs> yeah. Go. All right. Classic. All right. Bye. This is a long one. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,